MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets, fresh food, local flavors. This is Virginia Lottery recording session. We're rolling. Coming this Tuesday. Actually, just read option one. New games every Tuesday? Perfect. For more information, visit VALottery.com slash Tuesday. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. 28th of February, the final day of the month. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, investigators say small amounts of fentanyl and heroin were found during further testing of THC products seized from three Pennsylvania smoke shops following two non-fatal overdoses. Montgomery County District Attorney Kevin Seal on Friday called an emergency press conference to warn the public about strictly Delta brand of Delta 8 THC 6,000 milligram Happy Cube sold at tobacco hut stores that may be tainted with illicit drugs. Herb extract and Pinewood Cone, which were also sold at the stores, tested positive for fentanyl, according to the district attorney's office. Authorities launched an investigation into the tobacco hut. Two people who consumed tainted THC gummies overdosed on fentanyl and recovered. Individuals should not consume any flavors of the strictly Delta brand of CBD gummies. If anyone has any of these gummies, do not eat them, the DA said at the press conference on Friday. The products were seized for testing during a search warrant executed last Thursday night. Do they have any idea what the uh, modus operandi is here? What are they? They, it's they, not the the the, um, the shop is blaming the manufacturer. The manufacturer is blaming the shop. Huh. <laughs> that's that's weird. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like you know, no manufacturer would do that on purpose, right? You right. Know, I mean, it, it's going to destroy your brand. That's yeah, how yeah, yeah. It. So somewhere along the line, somebody tainted that stuff. You would think. So the owner of now it, it's like it's small amounts. So um, it don't take, doesn't take a lot. Like well, at some testing levels, it was showing nothing, and then when they went and took a deeper dive, is when they found the mm. you know the traces of it. Mm. Uh, the owner of the tobacco hut said in a statement, the store unknowingly the recipient of inventory that contained illegal ingredients, contrary to representations from the product supplier. When reached out for comment, two of the manufacturers denied fentanyl being a part of their assembly process and passed the blame onto the Montgomery County smoke shops. No charges have been filed or discussed as the investigation continues. A spokesman for Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman says the Democrat is on the path to recovery after checking himself into a hospital for a clinical depression earlier this month, and he is still expected to be away from the Senate for several weeks. Fetterman is being treated at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center, where he checked in on February 15th, as he was still struggling with the after effects of a stroke. His office said that at the time uh, that he was experiencing depression, or he had experienced depression on and off throughout his life, but it had only become severe severe in recent weeks. Capital physician Brian Monahan recommended his hospitalization after an evaluation, his office said then. 53-year-old Fetterman suffered the stroke last May as he was campaigning. One of Fetterman's main after effects from the stroke is auditory processing disorder, which can render someone unable to speak fluidly and quickly, process spoken words uh, in conversation into meaning. Somebody said, Kathy described it as uh, hearing people the way uh, you hear adults in the Charlie Brown cartoon. Like, oh, like you hear, seriously? Yeah, like you would wow. hear them that way. Womp, womp, womp. Wah, wah, yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds like. 
To manage it, Fetterman uses devices in conversations, meetings, and congressional hearings that transcribe spoken words in real time. Post-stroke depression is common with one of three stroke patients suffering from it and is treatable through antidepressant medication and counseling, doctors say. Uh, Pennsylvania's other senator, Democrat Bob Casey, returned to the Senate on Monday. He's also been away in recent weeks after undergoing surgery for prostate cancer. The White House is giving all federal agencies 30 days to wipe TikTok off of all government devices as the Chinese-owned social media app comes under increasing scrutiny in Washington over security concerns. The Office of Management and Budget calls the guidance issued Monday a critical step towards in addressing the risks presented by the app to sensitive government data. Some agencies, including the Department of Defense, Homeland Security, and State, already have restrictions in place. The guidance calls on the rest of the federal government to follow suit within 30 days. The White House already does not allow TikTok on its devices. The Biden-Harris administration has invested heavily in defending our uh, nation's digital infrastructure and curbing foreign adversaries access to Americans' data, uh, said Chris DeRussia, the federal chief information security officer. The guidance is part of the administration's ongoing commitment to to securing our digital infrastructure and protecting the American people's security and privacy. I I don't know how comprehensive this is because I saw a TikTok video yesterday of Pelosi and McConnell uh, twerking. No way. They said it was fine. Uh, Yeah, it seemed kind of weird. It's weird. And and then they were moving their mouths to dialogue from and it uh, wasn't right. them talking. Yeah. What, what did them? McConnell say about twerking? Does he love it? Is he like, I all the hell out. <laughs> Bouncing my booty up, watching Pelosi's jugs bounce. <laughs> wow, I can't believe he said that. Huh. I, yeah, he, he, you know, he's at that point where uh, that's, <laughs> he's older. The filter is thinning out a yeah. little bit. Yeah, <laughs> They both just spurt out stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Congress passed the No TikTok on Government <laughs> Devices Act in December as part of the sweeping government I'm funding package. <laughs> House Republicans are expected to move forward Tuesday with a bill that would give Biden the power to ban TikTok <laughs> nationwide. <laughs> Sorry. Should we move on or move yeah, on? I'm not laughing at the TikTok, man. I'm <laughs> laughing at the uh, McConnell is one of my favorite impressions. All right, it's sports this morning. All right. The Sixers lost to the Miami Heat 101-99 last night in South Philly. Jimmy Butler made a reverse layup in the final minutes, and his 23 points led five Miami players who scored in double figures. What the f***? James Harden had a chance to win the game for the Sixers, but his three-pointer at the buzzer bounced off the back of the rim. The Sixers and the Heat will play each other again tomorrow night with a game in South Florida. Tip-off will be at 7.30. The Washington Commanders released quarterback and former Eagle Carson Wentz. The move saves the team over $26 million on the salary cap this offseason. Wentz had two years remaining on his contract but had no guaranteed money. He can now sign with any team before the start of free agency. Uh, Frank Reich, the his former coach. Reich. Uh, his Reich. former What? what? Reich. Reich. Uh, His former coach with the Indianapolis Colts and the ex-offensive coordinator with the Eagles is now the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, so it's possible that Carolina could sign Wentz as their backup quarterback. At spring training, Aaron Nola pitched two scoreless innings in his spring debut as the Phillies beat the Pirates 9-7. Weston Wilson hit an inside-the-park home run, and Punta Sosa also hit a home run to lead the offense. Over the last three days, the Phillies have scored 26 runs and had 31 hits. The Phillies played the Blue Jays today in a 
split squad game. The first pitch is at 1 o'clock. And finally, a Philadelphia public school basketball player led her team to a championship by becoming the fastest female player to reach 1,000 career points. A sophomore, Shayla Smith at Universal Audendreed, needed just 49 games to break the record previously held by Hall of Fame player and coach Dawn Staley and WNBA draft pick Shawnetta Stewart. The Rockets won the Philadelphia Public League Championship this past weekend and play in the 4A District Championship game on Thursday. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Crazy, right? Should be Don Staley's record. Right? That's yeah. insane, man. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. We welcome you to a Tuesday morning. Somebody sent a text over here. It's just, I know I'm easily amused, but I think it's funny that MMR's world-famous traffic reporter was stuck in traffic today. <laughs> I know. Is that why you were late today? Yeah. Or, or running was, behind anyway? Yeah, I was stuck in uh, where the accident was. Oh, man. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, you you can't avoid it. I know. It. Once, yeah. you, once you're on, you're on. You're I done. I have the helicopter yeah, yeah, yeah. that lifts me over. I, uh, I texted Kathy because I got stuck in it as well, and I was I was in front of her in traffic, and she, her, her, text back, her text back was just effing dick. No, it, no, it's, it said ducking. Oh, yeah, thick. ducking thick. Yeah. Ducking thick because it autocorrects. Oh, that's yeah. Ducking thick. Oh, uh, but yeah. <laughs> So there's a truck that got in an accident and left Leland Schuylkill, and I was able to make it through, but Kathy got stuck in it. Yeah, it was just no fun. Not a fun way to start your Tuesday. I was worried passing that, though. I, You know, like, you, you feel for these poor people. Exactly. I'm like, it looked like two, like, probably people going to work. It looked like a work truck or something. But mm-hmm. the I couldn't see the drivers. I, there, and there I, were police on the scene. And I always get, like, I, I get mad at myself for getting upset at all because I'm not the one that got in the accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got stuck in traffic, man. and their day is much worse than mine was. Well, those of you who are up and moving around by this time of day, uh, your traffic is a regular part of your your life, uh, uh, the the trade off of of having to get up at you know four a.m. is that generally you don't have traffic right, to consider. Right. Yeah. It sucks getting up that early in the morning. But one of the things is we don't have to deal with what you sit through on a regular <sighs> basis. And when we do end up finding ourselves in that situation, it's like, oh yeah, there's this whole other world that people deal with. It. This it's is a ducking sucks. nightmare. Yeah. It's a ducking, <laughs> ducking nightmare. Ducking. So every now and then we get a little taste of it. So and um, listen, as as long as people aren't hurt, Nick. I think you're fine to get mad, you know, um, yeah. because generally somebody did something wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like somebody wasn't paying It could have been a blowout. A Maybe. Blowout. No, it could have been, but I'm just thinking if it wasn't, Steve. Maybe right. the truck driver went into labor. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, it did rain this morning, so that can always cause yeah. some issues. And, and by the way, uh, we got uh, in my area last night, we got a bunch of sleet. Did you guys get yeah. it? Yeah. And then it was yeah. gone about an hour later. Yeah, it didn't yeah. take long uh, for it to disappear, but it was Kind of a, a pseudo winter wonderland for a moment there too. One of the only ones we've yes, had this year, I know, yeah. or this season, I should say. But nonetheless, uh, we, we have good news that uh, Montage Mountain was getting three to five inches last night. Yeah. That's a nice little base, and uh, things are going to be warming up a little bit all around the area. But on Friday, uh, it, temperatures are going to be cool, and that's what's important. Is like the day of the cardboard classic. Like it can be not so great leading up to that, but that morning. We need, we need it to be cold because if that uh, if that snow if that slu- if if the ice whatever it is starts to melt a little bit it makes it tough but as long as we got a nice cold base you're right we should be good that, that will be morning. golden and the high on Friday is like 35 degrees so, exactly and, and they're calling for snow on Friday too so we're looking forward to that that's why we roll right after the show out to get it done because yep. we don't want uh, too much to melt yeah so. especially if the if the sun's coming up yeah. uh, we we want to get right to it but uh, it's looking like we we might have cloudy skies. Which 
which is great uh, for this event, actually. It looks like we're going to be right in the pocket, so yeah, that's so. terrific. Yep, and it's uh, it's this Friday, so please be a part of Cardboard Classic 2023. All right, we have a few things taking place today. It is a Tuesday. That means we have a free tattoo to give away, courtesy of Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Text the word tattoo to 39333, and you may win by the end of the program. And make sure you check out floatingworldtattoos.com or uh, their Instagram, all their social pages, and you can uh, see some artwork and get yourself ready for that. We also have comedian Chris Turner, who's going to be at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight, 8 o'clock. It's just uh, one night tonight? Yes, sir. All right, so uh, Chris is stopping by. Uh, in the 9 o'clock hour. So uh, we have these things and more to get to. Let's take a quick break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report is up with a stupid question and more. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, Hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay. Well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We'll ask a stupid question of you and give away a pair of tickets to see uh, the head and the heart and the uh, revivalists who are going to be playing uh, Wednesday, July 12th at Skyline Stage at The Man. And the question I have for you, final day of Black History Month, by the way. Uh, So we'll do this one. It has a local tie. Uh, The first African-American astronaut to travel to space Attended Overbrook High School. Mm-hmm. Born in Philadelphia. Who is he? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. The first African-American astronaut to travel to space. Attended Overbrook High School. Uh, born in Philadelphia. Who is he? See if you know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. We'll go through a list of birthdays this morning. Today, like I said, is the 28th day of February, and we'll begin with the world of racing. The great Mario Andretti oh, yeah. celebrates his 83rd birthday today. Uh, Italian auto racer, um, but uh, made his way to the States, and uh, yeah, he was Super just legend, one, one yeah. of the legends. Yep. Uh, it's Bernadette Peters' birthday ah, today. From the world of NASCAR. Uh, no, oh, uh, she's sure, the yeah. screen and stage, Yes, uh, Steve, but uh, close. Uh, this is, oh, this is great. This is from I the Jerk. Yeah. yeah, it's one yeah. of my favorite movies. I read so 
Uh, I read uh, Steve Martin's uh, book about his uh, stand-up comedy career, and he, he mentions this particular scene from the movie The Jerk, and he had said that this was a uh, something he was very proud of that he put into this, because he's a musician. Yes, he's, he's he is. A, he's yeah, a yeah. singer and, and a, a banjo, and he can play a, a number of instruments. So they're, they're doing this, and it's one of the only more straight moments of the movie. The yeah. rest of it's very slapstick comedy. Right. And he said... People were getting up and leaving to go to the bathroom oh, to the scene, no. and it pissed him off royally. Yeah, because it's this tender little moment in the movie. But you got to remember that where he was in his career at that point too. Remember the movie Pennies from Heaven? Oh yeah, it was it was a sort of a darker riff on Busby Berkeley musicals, mm-hmm. and where it sat in his career trajectory was Whiplash. It's not what people expected yeah. at yeah. all. And so, therefore, you know, because he was, I mean, a goofball to the extreme. I mean, the movie's insane. With his comedy, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, she's great in that movie. Uh, she celebrates her 75th birthday today, Bernadette <laughs> Peters, and mentioned in um, Deadpool. Deadpool, yes. Uh, a few times, which is great. Yeah. Uh, it's John Turturro's birthday, too, uh, today, and, uh, man, he's great. Uh, he can do all kinds of yeah, Do the right thing and Mr. Deeds. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The hideousness of that foot will haunt my dreams forever. <laughs> That's Mr. Deeds. Uh, uh, was watching him recently as, uh, Falcone in The Batman. Oh. And he's great oh in that Oh, my God, role. he's so freaking good. Yeah. Uh, so he turns, and he's great in quiz shows, so many great things. He's 66 today. He's a worldly known good guy. He is a worldly known <laughs> good guy. I would love to talk to that worldly known good yeah. guy someday. Although I have a feeling he'd be a really low-key... Like an artiste? Interview, yeah. All right. Oh, and he's great in Rounders as well. Yeah. Another, oh, another yeah. great character. Anybody else watch uh, Severance, that weird show on Apple TV Plus? I, I think you're the only one. I'm still, I'm still trying to work up the courage. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a good uh, <laughs> mindset, Steve, because it's different and it's weird. But he has a relationship with Christopher Walken in the movie. And uh, it's a very interesting, uh, they fall in love with each other. Those two are great actors, but to see John Turturro and Chris Walken <laughs> fall in love is uh, something I've never seen before. Yeah. Uh, Robert Sean Leonard, uh, the actor, he was one of the leads in uh, Dead Poets Society. Spoiler alert, he's a guy who takes his right. own life. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's also made a career on the show House as well. He is uh, 54 years old today. Ray Dawn Chong. There you go. Uh, she's in the classic Commando movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I have some Arnold news coming up here it's in a little bit. Kill George. Uh, she, <laughs> uh, she's also in uh, The Color Purple and uh, Quest for Fire. And uh, her dad is Tommy Chong. Absolutely. Of uh, she is 62 years old today. <laughs> Mentioning Commando, that has one of the most, you know, orchestrated action hero, John Matrix. Yeah. Right? Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. That was and his then, name. That's my name. Yeah. Uh, at the end, when he Say it, don't spray it. He kills that dude. He let off some steam. I'm like, come on, <laughs> man. Right. And that dude come was on. the crazy guy from the Road Warrior. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that's why I'm going to kill you last. <laughs> I lied. That's a great scene. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, Mercedes Rule, uh, actress. Mercedes uh, Rule. Yeah. yeah. You went up to Golden Girls. Uh, she wasn't one of the Golden Girls. She wasn't? No. No. <laughs> Uh, no, she was in, uh, actually, Steve, she was in The Warriors. She had a, a, great. Bit, a bit role as, a, as like an undercover cop. Do you um, know she is in? She's in The Last Action Hero. Uh, is she? She's the mom. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie in ages. It stinks. Um, <laughs> Nick and I were just talking about it last week because uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger had a, a run of movies in a matter of, I don't even know, Nick, was it like six or seven yeah. years? And that was one of them. It was one of the last ones. And as a kid, I liked it. Yeah, it was, no, it was, you had to be a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I think I might have been like in high school, maybe a sophomore in high school, and 
it's I, for me, it was fun. Mercedes role also in uh, Big. She was the mom in Big and a great movie, Fisher King. Oh, uh, love she's it. In, yeah, she's 75 today. Uh, Allie Larter has her birthday. Just over the weekend, we were watching uh, Legally Blonde. And uh, she's the defendant yes. in that movie. Uh, she's stunning. Uh, Final Destination, Varsity Blues, whole bunch of stuff. She's 47. Uh, then we have uh, back-to-back supermodels, a Russian supermodel and a Czech supermodel. Natalia uh, Vidanova huh? and Carolina Kirkova. And they are 41 and 39, respectively. I don't know who they are. <laughs> They're not familiar. Right. Happy yeah. birthday to you. Uh, Casey, have... Yeah. I, okay, so... I got you. Actor Rory Cochran. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah um, so he's in uh, Empire Records, Mar- yes. one of Marissa's favorites. Uh, in Argo, Days and Confused, CSI Miami. Now, he is also in Black Mass. I know. I think he's the guy that says, I wasn't thinking, Jimmy. That's what I was saying. I think that's I him. I think that's him with the next extra weight. Do we have that for 15 Just minutes? saying. Yeah. For 15 yeah. straight minutes. I think this is him at I've the been end. I'm watching you. <laughs> putting your big fat f- fingers into your disgusting mouth which is filled with god knows what kind of bacteria and then you take the same big fat filthy fingers and you stuff them back into the bowl that is there for public consumption what the are you thinking john well i wasn't thinking jimmy good boy sorry just don't do it again um yeah the um he was great in that and in fact, he the scene in Black Mass Preston where it's his girlfriend. Oh my God! Yeah, who is uh, from Ted Lasso? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, what the hell's her name? Jim, did you? Come on, come on! What's her name? The girlfriend, uh, Roy but, Kent's but, girlfriend. Yeah, you, you know I it. Keely, Judo, Judo Temple, Judo Temple. Yes. Yeah, that's her. But in the show, she's also in the offer, Keely. by the way. Yeah, but I digress. But with that whole scene where she's strangled in front oh of him. Oh my God! And she yeah. was in vinyl as well. Uh, that's Absolutely. a great movie if you haven't seen it, Black Mass. I know we've said that a thousand Very funny. times. Very uh, funny. It's hilarious. Uh, Roy Cochran is 51. Then the last birthday... Nah, I, we don't have to go to this I last birthday. I can't believe <laughs> it's Eric Lindros' no, birthday no. today. Oh, come on. Is he on our phone? No. I, I, no. I got to scare this up. Dude. Uh, by the way, it's a big birthday for E. He turns 50 years old. I never thought Eric Lindros would be calling my phone. 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 Because um, we're kind of around the same age, so uh, I don't know what it was, but uh, you know, I, I sort of fell in love with you a little bit oh. in a totally gay way. <laughs> all right, all right, let's stop his torture. You, you do that to guys, Eric. You do it to dudes. You do it to dudes, man. You do it to dudes, man. You do it to dudes. I want you back in film. I got something a little different. I'll play this. I never thought Eric Lindros would be calling my phone. Phone. One of these days, I'm going to come in on like a Friday. I'm going to erase it from it all existing. It was legitimate. Corrupted yeah. file. <laughs> all right. Uh, happy birthday, everyone. Let's see if we can get an answer to the super question this morning. Did I Did I throw it away? What? Uh, I can't believe you threw right it away. Oh, no, it's right there. All right. The first African-American <laughs> astronaut uh, to travel to space attended Overbrook High School, was born in Philadelphia. Who is he? 215-263-WMMR is the number, and we are going to go to Don and see if we can get the answer. Hey, Don, good morning. Good morning. All right, Don, first African-American astronaut traveled to space, attended Overbrook High School. What is his name, please? His last name is Buford Jr. Say that again? Buford Jr. Buford? Yeah. No, No, no. that's incorrect. Sorry, buddy. Uh, nope. All right. We're going to go to, uh, we'll go to Sarah. Hey, Sarah, good morning. 
Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, Sarah, who is this we are speaking of? I think his name is Gion Blueford Jr. Yeah, yes, yeah. Gion Blueford, yes. <laughs> Hang on the line. You got it right. Sarah, we are going to set you up with a pair of tickets to see The Head and the Heart and The Revivalist Wednesday, July 12th, Skyline Stage at the Man. Tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. Uh, complete info at uh, WNMR.com. Yeah, he was born in Philadelphia and rose to the rank of Colonel and was on uh, the 1983 Challenger. He did a few different uh, uh, services or, or uh, trips into space, and uh, that was his first uh, trip in 1983 wow. on the Challenger. Yeah, so happy birthday, everybody who checked in, and thank you for the calls. And let's see if we can get some stories to pass along to you. We're going to start with an unfortunate one uh, that Steve and I saw this morning. Um, the release date for Tom Sizemore's next film has been confirmed, as the actor's family said... Uh, they are thinking through a, quote, end-of-life decision. Oh, no. After yes. he had wow. suffered a brain aneurysm uh, recently. It was a, a few days ago, like a oh. week or so ago. I didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah, it was due to stroke. Uh, oh. The star was hospitalized. He's 61 years old. Uh, on February 18th, after suffering the brain aneurysm, uh, the he has been in a coma in the intensive care unit of Providence St. Joseph Medical Center in Los Angeles ever since the 27th yesterday. Sizemore's representative, Charles Lagos, shared a statement regarding his current critical condition. Uh, the family said uh, today's doctor, doctor informed his family uh, there's no further hope and have recommended oh. end-of-life decision. Uh, the family's now deciding end-of-life matters. He said, and a further statement will be issued on Wednesday. 61. Yeah. Uh, the Saving Prime Ryan star had been busy uh, working prior to suffering the brain aneurysm, which means that he has several projects still to be released. Um, uh, Imperatus is Sizemore's newest film. It's an indie horror. We give it a limited theatrical release uh, starting on March 3rd. He did an interview for the film recently and uh, spoke highly about it. Um, he has, of course, a history of addiction and run-ins with the law. Bad addiction problems. Including a 2003 conviction of assault and battery on ex-girlfriend Heidi Fleiss. And more recently in 2020, a civil suit filed by a woman who claimed that he groped her on a movie set when she was 11. He had denied the claim. The suit was later dismissed. Uh, in 2013, he authored a memoir called By Some Miracle, I Made It Out of There about his history with addiction. Uh, the Associated Press uh, in the interview had uh, stated, or he had stated in the interview, uh, people could tell if you were drunk. So then I was like, hey, uh, look, let me let me find a drug that I feel comfortable in my own skin. Uh, and I did. I found a drug, and it was called cocaine. I did it for a while, and then I found an even better drug, and it was called heroin. Oh, man. He was hooked on that. So he was uh, a couple of the, um, was it soap? Sober House, Kathy? Or those he people? was on something we yeah, were watching. Yeah, I think yeah. it was the the Drew Pinsky one. Yeah, so there were a couple of those, yeah. you know, and I actually remember I, I joined, the, the he had a site, like it was like a quasi-porn site to get some audio from that. Uh, this is a clack bag of bones, bitch. That's him talking about Heidi Fleiss. Yep. I didn't hit her. And again, talking about Heidi like Fleiss. Wait, so I think they were on the same time, right? I think they were. Yeah, so it was yeah. definite. I watched that season. Uh, and, I mean, you. he was one of those ones that you ended up kind of liking. Well, he had a horrible, as they often do, childhood. And so that's where he ended up. But the thing is, he's so damn good. Like in Private Ryan, he's, you know, all these movies, he's excellent. And you're hoping for him to get better. Yep. But Preston, it seemed like a solid 10 years. It looked like oh, he yeah. was going to check. I mean, 
I, maybe the case could be made that he's been living on borrowed time anyway, but, I mean, wow, 61 is still too young. He recently uh, reflected on his career, uh, both past and future, and he said, I believe that uh, I have a second act coming and that I need to start doing more dramatic roles and stay away from the bad guy, military, and cop roles. Uh, he has 34 projects that are either in post-production, production, or pre-production, and he was said to be appearing in Cobra Kai season six as JT Taggart, which will be the Netflix hits final season. That's too bad. That could have really helped him out, man. Uh, it's, it hasn't been confirmed uh, how many episodes that he will appear in, but and I don't know if he filmed them all or not. But, he made a uh, good appearance on a, It's Always Sunny, too. Do you remember that episode, uh, Case? No. Yeah, he was, he, was, he was properly loony, but yeah. Wow. So they're looking at end-of-life decisions right now, so he's not going to make it. That's sad news. Uh, speaking of, well, this is more sad news, but uh, there, there's a, a follow-up to this. On Monday, Hayden Panettiere's family revealed uh, that her brother Jansen's cause of death, um, he had died unexpectedly at to the age of 28 earlier this month. The family said in a statement, though it offers little solace, the medical examiner reported Jansen's sudden passing was due to uh, cardiomegaly, or an enlarged heart, coupled with aortic valve complications. So it was just a heart mm. issue that he had. Uh, his mother, Leslie Vogel, father Skip Penetier, and sister Hayden said uh, Jansen's heart could be seen in his eyes and his charm and his brilliant, engaging smile. His soul is masterful in revealing paintings and the joy of life in his dry wit. They, um, they could almost be twins. They look they look a lot alike. Yep. We're looking at a picture of them. Uh, they added his charisma, warmth, compassion for others, and his creative spirit will live forever in our hearts and the hearts of all whom he encountered. Mm. So that was sad. That's sad. All right, we need something a little brighter, Happy a little now. more light. So, <coughs> excuse me, Courtney Cox received her Hollywood Fame star on Monday, become Yay. the 2,750th person to do so. The former co-stars, Jennifer Aniston and Lisa Kudrow, were there to celebrate. Aniston said, we're very honored to be here today to speak on your behalf as your co-workers, your friends, and your family, your sisters. Uh, Kudrow chimed in and said, it's been that way since we met almost 30 years ago. And at this, Aniston quipped, uh, no, not 30 years ago. That's a typo. Uh, together, they were called first meeting Cox and poked fun at her quirks before sharing touching tributes. Kudrow said, uh, Courtney, we just want to say that we're deeply, deeply proud to know you. You are the definition of a truly beautiful, talented, and what's most important, a truly good and decent human being. Thank you for enriching our lives personally. So, you know, you remember her from, obviously, the Bruce Springsteen video, and then she was in Masters of the Universe, and she was popping up on all these things. She would be like the girlfriend. But, you know, while all that was going on, She's like a an interior decorating whiz. So, oh, yeah. like oh, really? all like within the Hollywood community, she got in front of a lot of people because that was her thing. Oh, that's how she. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that kind of sounds familiar. Um, are all the Friends cast on the Walk of Fame? I don't know. I don't know who has received them. She uh, might be the first. She might be the yeah. first. I'm yeah. kind of surprised that that she's not on it already. Uh, yeah, and they'll get there. The other ones will most likely get there. Did you, you see know? that that Friends thing at the King of Prussia Mall? Like that, um, it was like that happy like place. pop-up store or yeah, something? No. Like the happy place that we went to. Remember yeah. we took all those pictures? It's that, but it's... Um, Were you in the meeting Central Park? When we talked about it? Uh, I don't. I guess not because oh. I, I I was seeing pictures of it pop up and I'm like, oh my god! Is, is it designed like Central Park? You don't remember yeah. that either? Yeah. Oh. Oh, I don't remember well, it either. It must really? be the same company that's doing the other things. Morning right? show meeting? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was brought up uh, because we had a big thing, a uh, uh, big board meeting, and they brought yeah. it up, and they're not advertising with us. And I see. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Bastards. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, we spit on it. What yeah. else do I have here for you? Uh, prior to the 29th Annual Screen Actors Guild Awards, where Sally Field was presented with the Life Achievement Award, uh, the actor remembered her Mrs. Doubtfire co-star, Robin Williams. Uh, she said, there isn't a moment of that film that's not filled with my love and joy at being in his presence. Uh, she said, I mean, Robin was Robin. He was everything he seemed to be. Generous, loving, sweet, genuinely talented man. Uh, she said, we all miss him. He should be growing old like me, for God's sakes. And I hate that he isn't here. Of course, he suffered from Louis body dementia and died by suicide in 2014. Another so sad thing. Well, good for her, though. I, I love her. And uh, she's yeah. in uh, Places in the Heart, one of my favorite movies of all time. Michael B. Jordan was dubbed People's Sexiest Man Alive in 2020 for a reason. And on Monday, the Creed 3 star shared a joint Instagram post with Calvin Klein showing him modeling the brand's underwear, and fans were not disappointed. One user simply wrote, Mother of God. (laughs) Another commented saying, Lord, forgive me, for I have sinned. I lusted in my heart for this man, and I'm asking you to cleanse my mind. Uh, the dude is in phenomenal shape. Yeah, he just came off Creed, yeah. you know, and then um, he's he's maintained that physique for quite a while. You know what I love? There's uh, there's a series of videos you can find tons of them actually on YouTube of uh, celebrities surprising their fans. And yes. uh, there's a scene, and I think it might have been in Philadelphia at a, at a high school or a junior high or something yeah. like that. And the the kids are in the uh, the uh, the gym and for oh, yeah. some kind of meeting. And he just walks in, and they go <laughs> crazy. Like, yeah. he just comes, he's unannounced, he just comes walking in, and people go nuts. And he's just smiling ear to ear. It's a really cool moment. I love it when stuff like that happens. Arnold Schwarzenegger says, I'm back, baby. In his first trailer for his explosive new action show, which is called FUBAR. Okay. Uh, the teaser clip from Netflix features the action legend smoking a cigar, zooming through the streets on a motorcycle, and loading his gun in a warehouse. However, in a glimpse of the show's more tongue-in-cheek tone, the trailer adds with Arnie getting a sack tap from his co-star Fortune Feimster. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's oh, Fortune Feimster's is a co-star? Yep. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, uh, Steve, do you remember which action movie the word FUBAR came into... I think the, the American lexicon was, was it Saving a Schwarzenegger. Private. It was not a Schwarzenegger movie, believe it or not. Uh, Saving Private Ryan. It was n- well, it's, it was, it's used in Saving Private Ryan. Uh, yeah, Do you have no. one that predates that? Before that, Tango and Cash. Oh, Tango and I didn't know Cash. That. Was okay. the first time I had ever heard it. I'm assuming uh, it it may have been around for a long time. I think it's from the military. I think it if goes they were back using to World it, War II. If yeah, they were using it in yeah. Saving Private Ryan, they probably didn't. Or maybe they referenced uh, Tango and Cash in Private Ryan. They maybe that was it. Maybe that was it. <laughs> when when Hanks is like when they're going up in the in the, the beach landing vehicle, he goes, "Please let me out of the memory of Tango and Cash." <laughs> Tango was the well dressed one, or was that kid? no Cash? No, it was Tango. It was Tango, and you you, you would think it was the other one, yeah, you right. You would think that Cash would have been the one uh, the obsessed with investing. I know, and that was actually uh, Tango. Yeah. It, really it, was, did, it did start in World War Two. Yeah, how about that? Here you go, Lanko. But uh, here comes Tango and Cash getting all the credit. Uh, Not too much is known about the new show yet, but FUBAR is billed as a spy adventure series created by Nick Santora, the writer who has also worked on Prison Break, and The Sopranos will be overseeing Schwarzenegger's first scripted television project. I enjoyed that show, Prison Break. Did you Uh, ever see any of that? Did not see it. Yeah, it was good. Uh, The official official synopsis reads... 
Uh, Luke and his daughter Emma have lied to each other for years, both of them not knowing the other is a CIA operative. <laughs> Once they both learn the truth, they realize they don't actually know anything about each other. Sounds a little like true lies. And you know what? And true lies could have turned into... A series. It was supposed to be a, a franchise yeah. at a certain point, and yeah. that fell apart. Yeah. So I guess this is sort of similar. Because the wife, Jamie Lee Curtis, gets brought into that world, and obviously uh, the daughter would have would have eventually been brought in, who was... Um, yes, we love her to death. Yeah. Uh, the, the, Dushku. Uh, yeah, Eliza, Eliza Dushku. Dushku. Yeah. 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 You guys know that there's another acronym that came from World War II that's uh, similar, which is SNAFU? Oh. So uh, FUBAR is uh, effed up beyond all recognition. SNAFU is uh, situation normal, all effed up. Yeah. I didn't know that. Interesting. See? I, we need world wars to get cool phrases. Uh, yes, that's if if anything, <laughs> we get cool phrases uh-huh. from world wars. <laughs> and uh, everyone down talks them. By the way, Schwarzenegger plays Luke. His daughter is played by Top Gun Mavericks Monica Barbaro. Oh, yeah, she's good. Uh which one was she in the she's movie? One of the, the female fighter pilot. Okay. Uh yeah, she was great. Uh alongside the pair is Jay Baruchel. He plays Carter. Uh, Aparna Brielle stars as Tina, Andy Buckley as Donnie, and Gabrielle Luna is Boro. <laughs> so we will look for that. I don't know when that is coming out. I was, this made my day. Okay. Um, the official, uh, to Apple TV Plus has released the official trailer for the third season of Ted Lasso. Came out yesterday. I saw it this morning. Made me happy. I have yeah. to watch oh, it. Good. Made me very happy. I, I need Ted Lasso right now, so I cannot wait for this. Uh, it's coming back on March fifteenth. By the way, is that a? Uh, oh, we're probably going to. They're popping it up here. I think. All right, cool. Yeah, it's set to the tune of uh, "You Can't Always Get What You Want" by the Rolling Stones, and it shows uh, a glimpse of what is to come for AFC Richmond ahead of the season premiere on March fifteenth. And it looks like there's going to be ups and downs, as you would imagine. So, yeah. Yay, I'm happy about that. Uh, Entertainment Tonight spoke with Jennifer Coolidge at the Screen Actors Guild on Sunday, asking her what she thinks of the Twitter campaign to have Pamela Anderson star in the next season of The White Lotus. And Coolidge said, oh, wow, I just recently saw Pam's documentary and I called 100 people to watch it. And I swear to God, we all had the same reaction. It's amazing. And you finally get the real story, and she's got this huge comeback. Uh, Anderson addressed the possibility of herself uh, recently on the Drew Barrymore show. And she said, uh, I heard about it. I want to watch it. But I heard everyone loves it. And it's crazy. And I'm up for anything. So you never know. Did you watch that uh, Netflix, her documentary? I I watched it. It was really well done. Uh, What it is, basically, it's kind of framed in in an interesting way. She goes into one of the... uh, uh, you know, uh, closets in her house and pulls out all these tapes and videos and so on and so forth. And she's looking through all that and it kind of takes her through her life. Okay. But you remember at the end, like it was about a year ago that she was starring in Chicago? Yes. And we we're all saying, well, does she even sing? Is that part of it? Right. Uh, but a, she did do it uh, and got rave reviews. Uh, the, the role is a, a role you can sort of talk sing. Okay. You know. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, we're ready for clips now. Here we go. Outer Banks is back for a third season of Summer Loves, Fights, and Plenty of Cliffhangers. And in this clip, actress Madison Bailey talks about her fans. Honestly, when the trailer dropped, we had a fan base before the trailer, like, as when the trailer dropped. There were fan accounts already, which was crazy. Shut the f*** up! 
Uh, Outer Banks season three is out now on Netflix. You guys watch that case? Your kids? Watch I, you it? know what? I try. My kids watch it though. Okay. They're saying watching it now. I, I I felt like I was watching a real life Scooby Doo. Yeah. And I was like, I, I gotta get out of this. Okay. I think it's pretty big in uh, teenage land. Yeah. I think that's where yeah. it rests. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next clip. Love can be found in the most unexpected places, and love after lockup proves this to be true. I was watching the coming attractions for this thing. In this clip, Chance talks about his life post-lockup. had all that stinking thinking from the cell block in my head. And then at the same time, I felt behind on everything (laughs) mentally, socially, financially. Like I didn't own anything. All my clothes were in prison. I don't. I don't want. I don't think I want to see it. <laughs> what? This guy. This guy. Oh, they're all like that. It's like you spent that seven years in jail. You come back here expecting loving every day. Uh, Life after lockup, season five airs Fridays nine p.m. on We TV. Not exploitive at all. Nah, not at all. All right, and there you go. Your entertainment report for uh, this morning. Where did this jump from? It was Groban's birthday yesterday. I had no idea. Okay. All right, we should take a break. Uh, we're going to have joining on the program this morning, Chris Turner. is going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight around 9 o'clock. We're going to talk to him. We have a few other things to get to, including Tattoos Day, as I mentioned earlier. We'll be back in just a moment. Hang out with us. Why don't you? Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, I want to pass this. Uh, well, it's actually, it's a shard out, but, uh, yeah, right. but an interesting little email. It says, hey, Preston and uh, Morning Show gang, what's the deal? And it says, uh, I've been a loyal listener show since I moved to the area over 10 years ago, and this is my first time reaching out as very special occasion is coming up. In addition to Friday, March 3rd, being the glorious, long-awaited Day of the Cardboard Classic. It is also my 36th birthday. Oh. And I have been waiting to see this spectacle in person for years. Luckily, we were able to make it happen. And now we are here to witness the greatest show on snow. Ooh, I like that. I like that phrase. Yeah, we can use that. Greatest show on snow. Thank you for that. Uh, and see one of my favorite bands, Fuel. Uh, is there a better way to spend the weekend? I submit that it cannot be. Uh, and my lovely wife, Katie, uh, ponied up for the VIP package. A uh, big thank you to Katie, by the way, uh, of a juicy butt-cheek-flapping shard out and a little squeaker shard for my five-year-old daughter, Addie, who will uh, be along for the ride and uh, cracks up hysterically every time you dole out these shard outs. Looking forward to the weekend's festivities and seeing you all out on the slopes. That is from Jacob B. in Bordentown, New Jersey. So, and he wanted a squeaker, too, if you wouldn't mind, for five-year-old Addie, if you could. Addie, are you okay? Here we go. Uh, And also, it says here, P.S. Steve, as a town planner myself, it is about time, about high time that Freddy Krueger, town planner, (laughs) makes a reappearance on the show. It's how all plannings, it's how all town planning should be conducted, bitch. (laughs) Bitch. That's what he says on here. One of my favorite bits of all time. (laughs) (laughs) They're over here, bitch. (laughs) School is going to be a nice promenade over here, bitch. And uh, kids will have a place to play over here, bitch. We're going to put a gazebo in the park, bitch, for the bands, bitch. Uh, oh, by the way, so, uh, Marissa, is tomorrow the anniversary of uh, the um, no, Daily Rushes? It's no, coming it's up soon. Second, right? It's Hang the on. following. Uh, she said her microphone then? doesn't work. I don't yeah. get this. No. Did they, did they no. fix it, Marissa? Yeah. Wait, is it working now? No. It's no. not no. quite no. up to snuff. No. Terrible. It's working, but it's not what we demand. Yell it. I had to 
to change it. Okay. May 3rd, but I put it on March 3rd. May accident. 3rd. She had the wrong. Okay. All right. Thank I like you. it works when you do it like that, I like Marissa. You. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Say that again. Hang on. Like this. Yeah, there we go. All right. I can see the VU meter. She's really far away. She's yelling to us. Well, we'll celebrate that another time. Uh, and then I wanted to pass this along. This is a butt plug, and I got this from uh, Jim Lynch, who is the Food Resources and Operations Director at Mana on the Street. We love Mana. Uh, and he said, I wanted to reach out and see if you might be able to mention the fact that many families who have been receiving enhanced SNAP benefits, which are food stamps from the pandemic, are about to lose that enhanced benefit effective this week, Wednesday, March 1st. And that means food banks and pantries in 32 states, including Pennsylvania, are now preparing to be deluged with requests for more donated food to be distributed. And the reserves that we all have now are low at this time of year. And he says, I'm hoping that you might be able to briefly ask if your loyal listeners, myself included, uh, could make a donation of non-perishable foods uh, to the local food bank and or food pantry in this time of increased need. Uh, Thanks again for uh, what you and your team do uh, in the fight to battle food insecurity in the Philly area, we can't begin to tell you all how grateful uh, we are to have the president to have president corner as we battle food insecurity. All the best, Jim. So, absolutely, we will mention that. So, that's this week. Yes, that people, some people are going to lose uh, their their food stamp benefits. Uh, so, if you have the means to to go by and you, and you can do a local, you can you can you know uh, check them a Mana or or Phil Abundance or all these great organizations, or go to your local shelter or church or wherever that may accept food donations. Absolutely. And yeah. hand some stuff out, please. That'd be great if you could do that. So that's Hello. the butt plug the butt for plug. those guys. Yeah, yeah. so my son for, for school, he does service projects every now and then, and he was just at Phil Abundance like two weeks ago, maybe a little bit more than that, but he was still sort, he was out oh, there he was sorting, sorting food. Oh, that's very cool. And they're still sorting food from Camp Out. From but, Camp Out. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. That's great. All right, so you know what else is amazing? The hard work that the team does at the saying. Oh my God! Yeah, just saying. By the way. Oh. Uh, yeah, if you wouldn't mind hitting that, that'd be great. Just saying. Thank you. All right. Just saying. Institute, home of the Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi School of Dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! They have everything at the Just Saying. Absolutely everything. There. All right. So here's we're going to start with a with a weird stat uh, from the Just Saying Institute. And the uh, the headline on this caught my uh, caught my attention. It says, uh, "Study: Blue collar men have higher sperm counts." Yeah. Mm. Uh, blue collar work and physically demanding jobs are associated with higher sperm counts and testosterone, according to a Harvard study. So, you want me to do the the, the connecting here? A blue collar person might be more inclined to be doing physical labor, which yeah. gets you in better shape. You're less likely to be obese or, you know, not exercising, and all that is conducive to a higher sperm count, I rest my case. Researchers surveyed 377 men with a median age of 36 years old. Scientists found that men who lifted heavy objects at work Boom. had nearly double the sperm concentration of men who never lift at work. Pow. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom and Pow. Uh, one theory is that exercise can help reduce inflammation of oxidative stress, which uh, damage sperm. I did know that. Uh, and interestingly, men who took part in physical labor at work had higher levels of both testosterone and estrogen. Let me tell you, if you have a higher sperm count, you're going to make the uh, fly honeys that oh, much yeah. happier. Yeah, pal. Pal. 
Um, so yeah, they they have more. They have higher levels of both testosterone and estrogen. Isn't that wild? So that's the the female hormone. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, researchers speculate that uh, excess testosterone it's crazy, isn't it? Was being converted to estrogen to retain a balance of the two. So if you work really hard and you're doing a lot of physical labor, you might be able to to knock out a baby here and there. Why not? Quicker. You guys know me and my uh, physical prowess and uh, ability to, uh, you know, not get injured while doing something outside. But I had a job uh, working landscaping for a while, and it might have been the best shape I was ever in in my life. I slept great every night. Doing physical labor like that, doing, you know... Uh, when I've had jobs that were similar, Nick, they were very fulfilling. I remember starting that job and, like, literally having to move, like, giant tree roots and things, you know, yeah. the, the huge tree balls and, and, and whatever. And it was, and I was way out of shape. And by the time I left that job, I was out of shape. But, you know, I wouldn't go to work in the morning. I wouldn't shower before work in the morning because obviously I was going to be outside and getting dirty every day. I'd come home, I'd shower, and have a bite to eat. And, like, 8.30, I wanted to pass out every night. But I felt so good doing that job. What are tree balls? Oh, like a, a tree root ball? No, oh, okay. It's like a tree vagina. Not okay. testicles. <laughs> yes. It's a, tree, yeah, it's a tree vag. Yeah, yeah. tree vag. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that big burlap sack on, yeah, the, yeah. on the... When we used to get our our, okay. our Christmas trees, <laughs> we'd get we'd get them, they'd have the tree ball at the bottom, so okay. we, we could plant them afterwards. But yeah, they're they're very difficult to move, and you have to sort of lift oh, them up. Sure. And There's two of them. They smell like... You gotta um, get your hand underneath them. So I, t- I, I can't ever... I don't think I've ever had a super physically demanding job. I mean, I've, I've worked physical labor, obviously, in kitchens and things like that, and... I think kitchen work was the most physically demanding work. Now I've yeah. had, you know, I've worked out and and pushed myself hard in other regards and with sports and stuff like that. But but as far as physical labor and a job goes, I never really had a hard labor job. I'll tell you what, my my um, Dunkin' Donuts, uh, my my main job besides cleaning the bathrooms, they call me a porter, uh, was actually uh, taking in all the shipments. So right. they. These fifty-pound bags of of everything that they made, the blueberry mix and all that stuff, would all come in, and I was moving stuff in and out all the time. That was my main job. I told my buddy at the time, I'm like, "Yeah, I do kitchen work. I work hard, physical." And he was in construction. He's yeah. like, "You don't work. Hard, <laughs> you, know, you don't know what you're talking about." In, in landscaping, you know, there were days outside that were like this, where it was cold and rainy, but there were also days in May and October where it was just absolutely gorgeous, and you're working outside, and like it felt really good to go. To work every day and to come home like yeah. you know, satisfied. Your job's a workout. Yeah, yes, exactly. You're taking care of that as well. Yeah, and I think sure. May is one damn fine month. It is. It is absolutely. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, so anyhow, if you do happen to do a physically demanding job, according to this fairly small study, but it's a Harvard study, um, that uh, you might have. You're ready a, to shoot. You get. Oh my God. <laughs> you can knock a hole through a wall, apparently. <laughs> so I don't. Uh, but you know. Test it out today. Go yeah, take it out for absolutely. A, a test drive and, and see what works. We got some calls coming in, but I don't know what they are referring to. Should I go to this call or not? What do you think? Uh, I will try it. Hi, Patrick. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, Patrick? Hey, so uh, actually, um, uh, what Casey was saying during COVID, uh, I gained a lot of weight um, just because, uh, you know, I couldn't go anywhere. I right. You know, mm-hmm. go outside to run. I couldn't, you know. And I, I still had a physical, physically laboring job, but it, it just made me gain a lot of weight. Well, last year, um, I uh, I joined uh, a lumberjack team. Uh, I was I was you know 
cutting down trees and, and hauling them and stuff. I lost around, uh, I'd say around 40 or 50 pounds within the first two months. Wow. There you go. Damn. There you go. Yeah. Pow. Yeah. And do you feel better, too? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I went to sleep a lot earlier, and I woke up a lot earlier due yeah. to that job just because every day I would, I would you know, come home and, and just lay on, <laughs> on the couch because I was so tired. I'm yeah. sure. All those yeah, tree balls. No, but, <laughs> yeah. All right. No, but I, I remember that exact feeling we were talking about. Like, you get home, Thanks. and you're like, all right, I'm going to shower, I'm going to eat, and I'm going to go to bed. And it was it was a really great job to have. We nice. should have our own lumberjack team do all that stuff. Yeah, let's do that. Roll on. What is that thing when you dance on the logs? Yeah. Oh, oh no. I want to do the one with the giant chainsaw where you go, like, yeah, up and then down and then up again. What about those? You've seen the ones where they, they just kind of come in and clamp on the side. And yeah. And basically unscrew the tree from its base. I I want to be able to uh, to do the climbing thing. Yeah, uh, where you with the axe? No, 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 uh, no. Where you just have you, you've got the uh, the, oh, the, spikes the spikes inside your your uh-huh. your shoes. That's and awesome. You, and you use that uh, that thing that wraps around the tree. <laughs> so hard that would never. I would never ever ever in my life be able to do that. And but they, it would be cool to be able to do it. Yeah. they shoot right the hell up. Yeah, yeah. you go up. It's like a spider monkey. Yeah, up the tree. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, let me see. Justine Institute. Where are we going to go now? I got some really good stuff here. I want to make sure I get to all of it if we can. All right, uh, many people lie about their height. <laughs> on their dating profile. And it could be a sign of something darker. A study at uh, the University of Padau suggests that those who want to be taller are more likely to show dark personality traits associated with psychopathy. So like a... Narcissism uh, and Machia- Machiavellianism like as a, well. Okay, like a Napoleonic kind of thing? I guess so. Researchers surveyed adults, asked their height, had them uh, complete... Uh, the Dirty Dozen Dark Triad Questionnaire, Triad Questionnaire, and they said that shorter people, especially those who wish they were, are more characterized by traits that are likely to make them show off, be confrontational, and interested in power. I think this is people who lie about their height, who, who lie on right. profiles. Uh, they, like they're that. just wanting to be taller makes you that way. Right, right. I yeah. was 5'2 my entire life. Um, it's on my, It was on my license, everything. And I think because I do yoga so much, I mean, I am full 5'3". You're 6'1". You grew? Like, that's what, yeah, like, I last time I got my I license... I don't know what happened, but I'm huge. No, stop it. So stop you see me a man. <laughs> um, it's, it's now, I mean, so my dad and I, this was a yeah. couple of years ago, and he measured me, and he's like, no, you are you are 5'3". Like, that's what yeah. you are now. So wow. I, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Unless you were mismeasuring, but that's not likely no, that you do it all your life. Steve, yeah, it's, it was yeah. years. Like, I would go to the doctor, and I and, and now I went to, you know, yeah, Dr. Mike not that possible. long ago. I'm well, yeah. if you're extending your spine, I mean, you know, if, if you use, like, gravity boots and things like that, it can change your height a little bit. That's I mean, my yoga. Through, through the course of the day, I think... Like if you stand all day long, you're you're just minuscule shorter than you when you started. How tight do you keep your chastity belt? Because <laughs> that will improve your posture. No, but you're right. If you were to do like the inversion boots or anything like that, that would allow, I guess, everything to sort of yeah less compression yeah, on the spine. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they say when. Um, uh, for instance, when uh, pilots use an ejector seat, yeah, they can be like an inch and a half shorter after wow. that because of the spine compresses. Well, that hurt. <laughs> yeah. What? What? Yeah. What? Ah. Wait, 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 wait. Me, me, me. La, 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 la. What the hell happened? <laughs> 
Yeah, because it's an explosion, and and you go up so violently fast that it compresses your spine. So. Thanks, Iceman. Uh, short men, it says, tend to have more narcissistic traits than short women. Yeah. Uh, but there was not a gender difference in terms of uh, psychopathy and Machiavellianism. So It's a little elaborate, but I think we uh, kind of get the gist of it is that if you're going to... You, you're you're uh, you're you're lying about things. You're a little delusional. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I girls guess... want a taller guy. You know, they They're... just want to have fun. They do. <laughs> uh, no, listen. There are some women out there who are like, I, I'm not going to date anybody under five eleven. But now there's you know? the short the, the what they call the the short king. You've seen that on social media. Mm. Women like the because the perception is, and I'm just reading what I've seen is that they are more. And this was running exactly contrary to what you said, more self-possessed, a little cockier, maybe employing some of those character traits that you're saying acts what women to them. I, I just know. don't understand lying on a dating profile ever. Because you, uh, you're going to get found out. You're going to yeah. meet that person. So why lie about age or height or anything? Yeah, I'm know? six, seven. In, in <laughs> fact, and I've said this before, but like undersell yourself. Talk, say you're shorter than you are. Say you're older than you are. And then when you show up, you're Blow like... Blown away. Yeah, yeah, you're like, hey, I, I look pretty good for 47 or whatever. Yeah, yeah I, I guess so. But then again, it's like, uh, you know, it's like putting bait in the water. You got to get suppose. them to nibble, so... Yeah, I'd rather have them nibble on a real fish than the fake one. Okay. Yeah, nibble on this fish. Yeah. yeah. Nibble on that nibble one. On this my, perch. Nibble on my tree balls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what? Is there a fish called a cockerel? Yes. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, you can nibble actually, on this cockerel yeah. then. Yeah, or, you or could... mackerel? What's a cockerel? A cockerel, I think, is a... That's a chicken, isn't it? Or am I way off on that? Mm, it sounds like mackerel, <laughs> so we're chicken. thinking fish. Yes. yes. It is Probably a chicken. Better. I was right. Uh-huh. I got one. What's all that fish doing in the chicken coop? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, let me see what else we have here at the Just Saying Institute. Uh, all right. How about this? Are you guys friends? Are you, are you Facebook friends with rich or successful people? Mm-hmm. No. No. Uh, it could reduce your risk of fatal heart attack or stroke. I don't go. I Wait. It's... I, uh, so I have accounts I, I haven't been on in years. I don't go on. The only reason I reactivated my Facebook account, Preston, was to use my Oculus. Okay. Wait. So we are less likely to have... A stroke if yeah. we're friends if with... If you're friends... On Facebook On with, Facebook with rich or successful people. is an American College of Cardiology study found. This so is ridiculous. The team... I know, that's why I was bringing <laughs> these things up. The team used a machine learning algorithm to examine Facebook data and the potential impact of poverty on a person's health. Uh, records of over 900,000 heart disease-related deaths showed that places with higher econ- economic connectedness had lower rates of premature death. Uh, The same seems to hold true even in cyberspace. Social networks are important for health outcomes, according to the lead study author. Uh, Mechanisms to improve social networks could be established through your mentorship programs, internships, and school-based programs. What? This doesn't make any sense. What? 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 Uh, I, I don't. Uh, I don't understand. What are you talking about? What this has to I, do? I, there was one angle of it that I might have been able to decipher, which is that if you, if you work, if you are in a friend cluster that has people who are successful that could inspire you, and and give you hope for your chances to succeed, that's maybe a positive. But then you add it on all that other crap. But how does this reduce your risk of fatal heart attack or stroke? You're more likely to eat fish. <laughs> 
I have Which no idea. More heart healthy. Absolutely. Um, okay, that was stupid. Okay. Screw Burn it. it. Yeah. We're it's not, you can't just throw it away. Just saying. Uh, Good boy. <laughs> How about this? Psychedelics can help people change their habits, including smoking. A University of Cincinnati study found. Man, I'm watching uh, How to Change Your Mind on Netflix, and it is a fascinating series. It's a great book, and they dive into what psychedelics are going to be legalized. Uh, MDA, MDMA is probably going to be the first one, um, but the, the, the aspersions that were cast about drugs like these in the 70s and 80s did so much damage to forwarding any of these, the, the positive effects. And, and all of these things, obviously, I sh- I sh- there is a caveat attached Talk to your doctor about it before right. you take any of them. So, so the so the negative, which obviously you can you can overdo it, it can with exist, these things, yes, for but, sure. But because of that, uh, because of that that press, so to say, so to speak, kind of held back on the on the clinical studies of of the yeah. benefits of Le- something. Legitimate clinical studies okay. on PTSD, on right. depression, on anxiety, on all of these things that affect so many people in a really positive way. And, of- and, and again, like this is n- it's not for everyone. But right. the positive effects were completely whitewashed by the negative press. Okay, and it was Timothy Leary where like they were like, "Dude, shut the f up!" Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He kind of ruined it for everybody <laughs> it, 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 because right. he was an idiot about that, it. On the plus had... side, he attended some killer seahorse party. He did. <laughs> well, seahorses forever. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, there were seahorses forever. They ended up in like party cultures and and um, right. especially like MDMA. So yeah, there there were people that were abusing the uh, positive benefits. Of but the drugs MDMA like this. Uh, more so than the psilocybin and anything else. It's probably going to be legalized first, and it'll be used in clinical trials hmm. to help treat. Um, Serious issues like depression and PTSD. Remind me what MDMA is, please. Like Molly, ecstasy, that type of drug. Okay, all right. The crazy thing about that is that um, once you come down from it, like your serotonin levels are so depleted. Yeah, it's well, it, but but it depends, and it depends on the uh, amount that's used, and it's depend on on how you use it. And there was a, a study that was done in like 2002 or something like that where they they said it was you know literally putting holes in people's brains. Except that they weren't using MDMA in the test; they were using crystal meth. Oh, they wow. They were studying, and so they, they used the wrong methamphetamine, <laughs> not MDMA. They were using crystal meth, and so they got this horrible, um, um, all these uh, terrible things associated with the drug that actually does not have that many negative benef- or they, negative effects. These are the same people that thought a uh, cockerel was a fish. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so authors analyzed journals kept by participants involved in a 2014 study. And concluded that psychedelics were effective in helping some people quit smoking for years. So all of these, everything has their 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 their, their pluses and minuses. As you said, you want to talk to a doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sure. uh, for me, it's crack. That's yeah. What, uh, yeah. No. Uh, so uh, but you know, you know, and it's he's fascinating. Like when Rogan talks about it, there are other people. You know, I told this story. Cary Grant, the, the legendary actor, was a big proponent of LSD. Mm. I don't know. That's not my. I don't. I couldn't see myself. Yeah, you know, I don't. The notion of getting drunk is mm-hmm. is is uh, terrifying to me. But some of these drugs can actually be used, like Preston said, to uh, to cure worse things like right. smoking or um, schizophrenia or uh, schizophrenia or alcoholism. So people that are, are so dependent on alcohol, which obviously can be really damaging to many things in your life, you can use MDMA to treat uh, alcoholism. Uh, didn't Bill Wilson use LSD? Uh, he's the guy who's essentially one of the founders of uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. Okay. Oh, I don't um, know. I'm friends of right, as, friend of Bill, right? As, as as a treatment, yeah. I feel like okay. early because, and this was, I mean, this goes way, way, way back. I don't remember exactly. What you call when. being Cincinnati sober? <laughs> no, no, no. I I don't remember when he started it. If I feel like it could have been as early as the 20s. That's wild. Um, okay. 
maybe like the 30s, 40s or whatever. But, uh, yeah, that, I mean, it's one of the things that it isn't really talked about all that much that mm. uh, that he did use. Yeah, I mean, two, I mean, I'll reference him again, but How to Change Your Mind on Netflix. And then uh, John Oliver did a piece on it this past week. And John Oliver's piece used a lot of How to Change Your Mind from Netflix. But great series and a really great book. So 80% of the participants uh, who, who were in this uh, trial... Uh, stopped smoking for six months and 60% stopped for five years. Uh, others, authors speculate this could be because of a shift in identity. And um, one of the uh, study authors said, if you want to give up meat, but you smell a delicious steak, it might be hard to resist. But if you identify as a vegetarian and your sense of who you are is someone who does not eat meat, that identity, identity helps encourage a different choice. I'm confused. Okay, I'm confused by that too. I don't quite understand. <clears throat> what if you want to stop, <clears throat> excuse me. If you want to stop eating meat, drop acid. That's maybe that's yeah. what we it comes down to. All right, what else we have here? Uh... All right, how about this? Researchers in Japan say human brains are on the same wavelength as an octopus. Yeah. By implanting devices under the skin of an octopus, scientists were able to record brain activity. And scientists saw distinct brain activity. Uh, saw distinct <laughs> patterns that are similar to those found in mammals. They so they've long hypothesized and um, posited that, and there was a spell that the Discovery Channel did about what creatures were likely to evolve to eventually replace man on Earth. Right, and they said the octopus has the greatest shot mm. at being that. Um, supplanting creature. Did you okay. watch that documentary on, I think it was Netflix, the, I think it was Octopus Teacher? My, oh, it was great. It's that so was great. awesome. It's really great. I always thought Do you remember that, that sex comedy from the 70s, Preston, My Octopus Tutor? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that real? <laughs> no. Yeah. There was a movie called My Tutor. Though. Oh. It's about a woman who has sex with her student. Okay. Underage student. Uh, yeah, Kath, I loved it. I didn't realize how small they were. They were, I, I know. just assumed that they were, and listen, some of them might be big. Oh, yes. Some oh, kids, sure. like, like, yeah, absolutely. Well, and that their lifespan is so short. Yeah. There used, to so be, there used to be a sport of octopus wrestling, believe it or not, which was horrible. Really? Uh, yeah, they get they get large. Yeah. yeah. Very, they can, you know, like wrap it the size of your torso. They lay the eggs, right? They're, they don't. They're, so, I'm sorry? They lay eggs? I believe they so when okay. they reproduce. Yeah, why? Okay. I just, I wasn't sure. Yeah, because I think in the documentary, she keeps going back, to, and, and that's when she dies, is after the babies are born. Right? I, I, uh, I saw an octopus in the wild. It was so cool. We were snorkeling in uh, Virgin Islands. Nick, it was right there at St. John, yeah. uh, right off the, the resort. And uh, <clears throat> it was about the size, uh, Casey, of a hubcap. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm I'm just swimming along. I was I was uh, there were four of us there, and we were all kind of in different areas, just kind of swimming around. And I went by, and all of a sudden, I saw this flash of red. <laughs> ah, yeah. It changed color. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. It was nuts. Their ability to camouflage is astonishing. And I stopped dead where I was, and it was probably like you know five feet below me. It wasn't too far down. And I started smacking on the top of the water yeah. to get attention to, to everybody else that I was uh, snorkeling with. I'm like, you got to see this. It's so cool. So later on that day when we got back to the resort, uh, we were uh, we created a drink called the Octopus. It had eight ingredients in it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yes. Uh, how close are squid and octopi? Um, I, I assume fairly fairly close. But are right? squid smart? The, are they uh, intelligent as well? Well, they're both cephalopods, right? <clears throat> um, I can there you go. That's a that's a that's a squid. That's Poor guy talking to an octopus. I can handle things. I'm smart. 
All right, so they're cephalopods, <laughs> which is what you said, Preston. Uh, this is me researching it. I don't know this off the top of my head. Squids, cuttlefish, nautiloids, and octopi. By the way, that character's name is Squido. Squido, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can handle things. I'm smart. <laughs> in my in my bedroom where my wife sleeps, where my children come and play with. That's the octopus. That's the octopus talking to Squido hanging around. Well, I was just gonna say, I think it's um, our friend Angela. I'm pretty sure it was her. She's away on a beach vacation, and she just posted a video of what I thought was an octopus, like washed up ashore, but it was still alive. But maybe it was a squid. But I, I'm watching the video. I'm like, push it back in. So, according to uh, Professor Michael Kuba, he said octopus are so clever, but right now we know so little about how, little about how their brains work. Uh, this technique means that we now have the ability to peer into their brain while they are doing specific tasks. All we have to do is slice their heads open and take a peek. <laughs> right. We love them. Octopuses can use tools, recognize people, and appear to like some more than others. And it's also believed that they can dream as well. That's pretty fascinating. Oh, so, yeah. again, in this, in this uh, discovery, you know, the world of the future, what 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 will be in, you know, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years, uh, maybe even a million, I don't know. They, but they, they, they took these flights of fancy, and the, um, the octopi had become um, land creatures. Because of uh, and and um, yeah, it was an interesting way to perceive That's the evolutionary. I was thinking more they would they would evolve but stay in the water. Right. Yet they would be able to you know uh, build and congregate and, right. and have social engagement and stuff like that. But uh, I, I mean, it's, all, hell. it's guys, all a bunch of crap. Do you guys know what sea creatures uh, are closest to man? By any in chance? what way? Is this a dad joke? No, no, <laughs> no. But this uh, is man Teray. <laughs> That's a man, good. How about a man, a tea? Man, a tea. Mm. Uh, well, close. It's a whale. And my son was telling me about this, uh, some stuff that he's learning in his... Uh, whale class? His whale class. He's taking whale 101. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, but he was, no, he was dropping... He loves science, and he was just dropping some knowledge on me, and I basically heard every fourth or fifth word. So what, what, <laughs> the, the perception is that the, oh, the, the whale is... Which, uh, which whale in particular? That, that essentially whale uh, Brendan started, <laughs> started on land and then made its way into the sea. Huh. Um, yeah, and that's why they So don't... sea monkeys were actually a thing at a certain point. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no. What are, what are sea monkeys? Is it? Is it brine, brine, brine shrimp. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> All right. One more thing. I should probably just stop right there. <laughs> I'm going to do know, one more from Justina's too. Mexican jumping beans were once manatee. Uh, some individuals prefer working out early in the morning. Others opt for uh, the late morning or afternoon uh, due to personal preferences or work schedules. However, the timing of one's workout may have an impact on the benefits received. And a new study reveals uh, that morning exercise burns more fat and mm-hmm. jumpstarts metabolism. But afternoon exercise could result in a longer life. Uh, according to Dale Suslick, the owner of CrossFit ENG in Cape Coral, hmm. exercise in the afternoon generates more energy at a time when individuals tend to slow down. Uh, this energy boost can help one 
it can help one power through the remainder of the day. That's what and, I do. And finish strong. That's me. I, I exercise every day uh, earlier afternoon. I, mm-hmm. if I so when I leave work, I go home and work out. Yeah. yeah. If I don't do that, right. it doesn't happen. If I, and the I one mis- the critical mistake I can't make is sit down. Don't. I drive home standing up. Yeah. yeah. Same. Yeah, I try to get right to it as well. Yeah. yeah. Said, I, I, in fact, I wish I didn't even do the drive home. I wish yeah. I would had a gym. Yeah. Right here, I would I would just change and go work out right. I mean, there is one here, but it's really really expensive. So um, <laughs> go, go work, work out can, at Pagano's. <laughs> yeah. You could stop at Conchi. It's like halfway. We could work out and then you could drive home. I could do that. No, I mean, like I don't even want to get in the car. No, yeah. I mean, like as soon as in fact, Conchi is about where I start getting drow- drowsy uh-huh. on the way home. You know, so. and you only have another ninety minutes. Uh-huh. Well, you have the Aquatic and Fitness Center, which is right around the corner. You could do that as well. Yeah, yeah. We still yeah. have the passes to we there. Do. Yeah. Oh, we do. Oh, you could do that. Yeah. Casey was actually talking about me and him starting to play racquetball over there. How about pickleball? That's a great game. Yeah. I haven't played racquetball, racquetball since I was a kid, and I loved that I game. I used to be a regular racquetball player. R- what? Yes. When? Me too. Ragham. 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 Case. Racquetball. Uh, high school, college, and then after college. And no I, kidding. I would play at the Y. Uh, and I, I, it's a great game, isn't it? it? Is. I played game. it all the time. When, it, when I was at WGRE in uh, my, my uh, second radio job, uh, they had a racquetball place right around the corner. And that was like a, an after work thing. Go play racquetball. Yeah. Like if I see it or I hear it now, I'm yeah. like, oh, like it just reminds me. Up. It was yeah. popular in the uh, you know late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, it was and, all the rage. And then it kind of fizzled out. But it's a physically demanding game and a lot of fun. You remember in the uh, splashes? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How long have we been at this? Five minutes. Oh my god. <laughs> I love that. So um, yeah, apparently, according to this uh, study, uh, it examined more than ninety thousand men and women, and found that individuals who exercised between eleven a.m. and five p.m. had a lower risk of permanent death from heart disease or other causes than those who exercise in the morning. Then I'm right in the pocket. Now I do like to work out. Like on on the weekend, I'll work out first thing. Oh, me too. And when I'm on vacation, I work out first thing. If I had the schedule, yeah, I I would do a morning workout. Get out of the way without question. I yeah. have my uh, pop tart in each hand that I'm curling. No, I tried. You... Listen, when I was uh, training, when I, I think it was um, for my brown belt test in, in Krav Maga, and and it was going to be like this, you know, fourteen yeah. hour long test. It was ridiculous. I'm like, okay, I need to, I, I got to step up my workout. I woke up extra early <laughs> before work to try and work out. I did that like twice. Uh-huh. I'm like, this is insane. I mean, I tried that. there's no it's, way. So <laughs> I was falling asleep by the to know, work the out prior to our work is just flat out ludicrous. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, according to uh, Wink News, if you work out in the morning or later in the evening, the study also found that uh, physical activity at any time of day is better for a longer life than not exercising. It's at true. All. Yeah. Yes, Wink is right. All right, uh, that's it. We got a we got a close up shop, gang. Just saying. We'll have you back sometime at the Just Saying Institute. For more learning, more knowledge to fill your head with. I do want to take a break now, though, because we got some bizarre file stories over here. Oh, to. yeah. Uh, and then Chris Turner is going to be stopping by. He's going to be performing at uh, Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight. So we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space. Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go. Get important alerts and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less apples. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program and enjoy more services like unlimited free delivery on all your grocery needs. More exclusive perks like 5% off every day on your favorite O organic or open nature items across the stores and more rewards that never expire. And now enjoy a limited time offer and save up to $5 per pickup order with a Fresh Pass subscription. Start your 30-day free trial today. Visit acmemarkets.com slash Fresh Pass for program details. Service available in select areas. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, let's get right into things. I got some interesting stories to pass along to you. We'll start with one out of Georgia. Police have charged a woman for driving her SUV into a Popeye's restaurant, allegedly because her order did not include biscuits. Oh. oh. Mm. So she figured if she drove through, they'd gladly give her some biscuits. Maybe so. A manager at the Popeye's branch said 50-year-old Belinda Miller became upset over her Popeye's order and remained discontent after employees what? corrected the mistake. Discontent. Miller then left the location before coming back and driving her SUV into the building. Almost Biscuits. Strike, striking an 18-year-old employee who was standing near the front ah! of the building. Manager said uh, Miller threatened staff members before the incident and called the restaurant threatening to drive her car through the building. Uh, I can't help it. I just love that chicken from Popeye's. Miller fled the scene after crashing into the restaurant, but her car was later found in front of her home with front-end damage. I went a little crazy. Uh, Police have charged Miller with aggravated assault and first-degree criminal damage property. Now, I personally... I would have to sample these Popeye's biscuits and make an opinion. I, I don't remember them. I very oh. rarely get to Popeye's, but I do like a good biscuit. They're good. Okay. Yeah, of the chicken restaurants, the best. Okay. Biscuits are dangerous because I I, I, I keep going. They're so good. They're, they're so good. I agree. They're good things. Mm-hmm. There's Some of them have like lard in them, too, so <gasps> you want to you be careful. You have biscuits. You can only have so many. A sheriff's office in Kentucky has a very brave and honest toddler to thank for helping them find a fugitive wanted on drug charges and other outstanding warrants. This is such a great story. Deputies went to a home on Friday to serve a warrant. As officers looked around, none of the adults would say whether the wanted woman was in the house. That's when a toddler who was visiting the home stood up, put his hands on his hips, and said, It is good to be honest, and we shouldn't lie. Oh, my gosh. The toddler then told officers that the suspect was in the room next to the bathroom. The 45-year-old fugitive was arrested on meth possession charges and other outstanding warrants. Wow. Deputy said the child was visiting the home and was not in any danger. The sheriff's office said he was healthy, intelligent, and in no way appeared to be abused. He was just at the wrong place at the wrong time. And this person who got arrested must want to kill this yeah. child. They're terrible. Yeah. So, but sweetheart. Pretty much saved the day for the police, so it was great. A simple stop sign 
outside of a Walmart in Auburn, Maine, is terrorizing local residents who can't seem to stop crashing into it to the extent that one woman actually asked for its removal in her obituary. So why are they crashing into the stop sign? They don't know. Police Chief Jason Moen said that police have responded to crashes at, uh, at the pole at least 130 wow. times since 2020. The city's fire chief called it an inordinate amount of emergencies. It is unclear why such an astoundingly high number of people have managed to hit the bright yellow pole, but it lives in infamy in its community and beyond thanks to social media. The sign has, in fact, become so well known that people drive to the sign, hopefully avoiding it, to see it in person and take selfies with it. A nine-year-old girl went viral after asking her mother to take her to the pole for her birthday (laughs) after a roller skating outing. Did the mom drive into the pole? No. There's also a Facebook group with more than 7,500 members called the Auburn Walmart Pole (laughs) Strikes Again. And in 2021, the pole even earned a spot in a local woman's obituary which asked that in lieu of flowers, mourners of Janet Moore's please donate to the removal of the notorious Auburn Walmart pole that has led to the needless destruction of countless vehicles. I think there's a reality show here. Since the pole began its reign of terror over local vehicles, it's assumed several different appearances, each apparently designed to guide drivers away from it. At one point, it was cloaked in a bright green plastic sleeve to help drivers avoid it. Uh, the sleeve was stolen and found on the side of a road nearby. The sleeve, for a while, took trips around town and was positioned in front of a number of local businesses helping establish the local legend of the pole, according to a short documentary that a resident made <laughs> about the phenomenon. Chief Moen said that, though no serious injuries have been caused by the pole, he said we've had cars roll on their side after hitting the pole. Somehow, one car ended up on top of the pole, and we could never figure out how that one actually happened. He also said that there are actually two poles in the parking lot, equally poorly placed, that are victimizing local vehicles. And in order to help drivers at least to try to miss the poles, they have now been painted bright yellow, surrounded by concrete barriers, and have bright red and white lights attached. (laughs) Uh, astonishing. True believing locals, however, are skeptical that the poles' new costuming will help. They think it'll still be a cause for an issue. All right, here's a follow-up story uh, for you. Less than two weeks ago, Hines set out on a now-viral mission to find Elvis Francois, the man who survived nearly a month at sea by eating nothing but ketchup and seasonings. Right. And on Monday, the told BS News they found him in Whoa. Dominica thanks to the Internet and local reporters. I mean, it's kind of a worldwide story. Francois rose to Internet fame earlier this year when he was rescued by the Colombian military. Francois became lost while working on his boat in St. Martin after the weather shifted and carried him out to sea. He wasn't able to navigate his way home. All he could do was sit and wait and live off the little bits of food that he had on board. Ketchup, garlic powder, and magi, which is a brand of soup. So his story prompted Heinz to put out a call for people to help find him so that they give get him a new boat that they promise will be equipped with full navigational technology to avoid another disaster in the future. Well, the hunt is over, a spokesman from Heinz said. Though the, through the power of social media, Elvis was located in the Caribbean on the island of Dominica. The company said that its Instagram post reached 4.8 million people, garnered more than 4,000 likes, which is a brand record, and it helped them get in touch with the local Dominica news outlet, uh, who the company said was able to contact Francois, and they said they are working out the logistical details of getting him his new boat. And Heinz said anyone who shared, liked, or commented on the brand's post helped broaden the reach and played an important part in finding Elvis. And Heinz wants to thank everyone who helped out with that. That's wild. I knew eventually they'd get the guy. And they did. And there you go. 
That is it in the bizarre file for you. All right, we will take a break. Come back in a moment. Don't forget, comedian uh, Chris Turner is going to be joining us. He's at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight. We'll come back in just a moment, so hang out for a few if you don't mind. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic is almost here. Friday, March 3rd at Montage Mountain. You don't want to miss this spectacle on snow as these cardboard creations attempt to make the finish line with cash prizes and pride on the line. Come for the cardboard. Stay for Mountain Fest. Two days of live music mountainside. Friday night, it's ever clear. Saturday features lit and fuel. With a fireworks show on the snow to cap it all off. For tickets and the helpful Discover Depot travel guide with lodging and activities info, visit WMMR.com or text CARDBOARD to 39333. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic. Sponsored by Acme Corrugated Box. From concept to delivery, our innovations are your packaging solutions. And from Montage Mountain and 93.3 WMMR. Hey, I would like to mention this. Uh, We have a new Daily Rush video. Uh, It is called Michael Jackson, Doodoo Feces Detective. (laughs) He's the best. And it says, uh, Cuff Dupus Bubbles. (laughs) I don't remember that. Dupus Um, was the guy who needed to be cuffed. Dupus was? Dupus, yeah. A Dupus, Uh, I'm sorry. You can go to WMMR.com slash Daily Rush (laughs) and see this video and any others that you may have missed. It's sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. And you can learn more at Xfinity.com. Thank you, Kyle Mack, for putting together yet another Daily Rush video. Uh, There's a story that surfaced yesterday. A guy by the name of Jeff Reitz, I think, was recently awarded a Guinness World Record for um, consecutive visits to Disneyland. Yes. And so he said it started as a joke. Yep, started as a joke between friends. Uh, as a free source of entertainment, and he was, uh, in 2012, he was unemployed, and I don't know how he, but he got some kind of a of, of a pass uh, for that year, and then he visited the park every single day for 2,995 days. Why? Uh, and it's um, <clears throat> eight years, three months, and 13 days. Every day, without fail, he went to it, Disney World, and it works Disneyland. out for him because uh, Nick, he's a pedophile. No, no, okay, uh, but the uh, the um, he's not. He's not the uh, um, I the thing I'm finding amazing is that over the COVID time, how did he gain access? Were he, they partially he, opened? He did not, and that's why it ended at 2,995 and not 3,000. Oh. Stopped. They just recently awarded him ah, the okay. record. He he he. Uh, it, it wrapped up uh, pre-COVID, but he was his goal was three thousand days. But uh, March twenty twenty, the pandemic shut the park down. He couldn't make I, it. I tell you what, I know a, a number of people who are um, you know about Disneyland and Disney World and and go constantly. Mm-hmm. But this is, I mean, to go every day. Well, I wonder if if you have a season pass, because I know that, like, Dorney and some of these other parks around here, when there are different levels of packages, right? And if you are, let's say, the Diamond member, uh, it comes with food, right? So, All right. Like, so if you were to buy a Diamond membership to Disney World... Does that end up working out in your favor if you go there every day? And, and eat, eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day? Do you, is there something... So, out of your daily routine, is there a place, if you stop and think about it, that you have gone to... 
I was trying to think of somewhere that I've been to a million times and I never get tired of going to. Wawa. Okay. Same. All right. Well, well that, Wawa for me as well because it's, that's I hit the Wawa. Okay. On the way home, mm-hmm. like I hit it on the way here almost every day, yep. and it's very rarely that I walk in there not knowing what I'm going to get. You know, like <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of hunting and picking in Wawa. No, my, my, when my kids go up to like that the the little the kiosk section, <laughs> it takes them forever to figure out what they what they want. And I I know when I go in there, I start dialing on that kiosk. I'm like, I know I know exactly what uh-huh. I'm getting. I, well, for me, it's where we get our, our milk. You mm-hmm. know, uh, all the time. A B, like I'll get a small coffee or little cappuccino out of the yeah. machine mm-hmm. and that and for some reason that's become the thing so th- those that has been interrupted though but i'm trying to think you know um in your life was there ever something that you went to that fastidiously where you were there every day uh, you know obviously a case could be no. made if you're sent to prison no not you know. every day not every day but i was just trying to think of, of some place that i go to a lot yeah. And and still keep going and, and don't get tired of it. And no. I, I'm having a hard time coming up with well, restaurant. Also, <clears throat> all right. What's your most go to restaurant where you go all the time? Um, f- for the family because it's it's easy, it, it's quicker, and it's of decent quality. Is uh, like Panera. It's convenient to us. And, and have they ever noticed that you were coming there a lot and giving you a oh, black? <laughs> I, no, I don't come in that much. <laughs> okay, I, I, all right, it's all right. definitely not that much. When I was a senior in high school, Steve, uh, I went to, and now I, I didn't go Saturday or Sunday, but literally Monday through Friday, I went to Taco Bell. Every, every day. Single, every single day. And and so I would go, and I, so I, I was a courier, right? I essentially worked for my dad, and, right. and I would drive uh, up to, like, Radnor, and then I always ended up in the, like, by the airport. Right. And so when I got done... With my last drop-off, there was a Taco Bell on McDade Boulevard. Calling to you. And I went to it every single day. And I only got two tacos, and that's and that was my go-to. And then at that time, there was a um, Rocky and Bullwinkle, for some reason, was a... Uh, oh, the, was the movie coming out with De Niro? I don't know if the movie was coming out or not, but there was a... Uh, like, I, I, I ended up getting one of those punch cars. I got so much Rocky and Bullwinkle merch from just getting, you know, punching a taco just, every single day. I'm just wondering, like, there was a story of the guy who, who the, the guy in his 90s who went to Duncan. It was just in the news. Like, he's like 96 and goes to Duncan every day, mm-hmm. and they threw him, a, like, a birthday party and, and acknowledge <laughs> Like, you know, where you, where you go that much? Yeah. That would be a yeah. cool thing. That would uh-huh. be cool. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, when I, I worked at McDonald's, there were people that came in every day, you know, and, and that was just Did a they ever acknowledge? Or? Oh, yeah. You know, you know where, um, who would come, Steve? It's funny that you mentioned the 96-year-old guy. Like, they were they were uh, senior citizen gentlemen, yeah. and they would have, like, their meetings, and it was just a social thing. <laughs> right, But yeah. they'd come in, and they'd get their, their coffee. Is it endless coffee there? Uh, it is. Yeah. And it was, uh, you get a discount when you're a senior citizen, so it was, like, quite literally 50 cents. Good whatever. inducement. But they would get um, uh, a Danish. Yeah. And they would be there every single day. And it was where they come in and hang out. And Imagine dunking it. You go for your Danish and coffee every day. I mean, a, a McDonald's. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Redstone or Plaza Azteca should have a party for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like Plaza Azteca. I, when I was a kid, when I was younger, I was a teenager and and uh, started driving. There was a um, and and it all has to do with you know what uh, what your passion is. And, and mine was playing drums. So there was a. Um, a place called the Drum Headquarters. It was a drum shop. It was a drum okay. exclusive shop. And right. I would go there so much <laughs> and just hang out. 
yeah. and just walk around and look at stuff. And I, I, I think secretly I was hoping that they, if I hung out long enough, that they would offer me a job. <laughs> right. Did they? Well, they did right about the time my car- my radio career started. Why did you take this? And I literally <laughs> sat there and I was like, ooh. Yeah. I like waited for a minute. Right. I'm, I'm like, mmm. And I thought about it. And, and I'm like, why did you guys wait so long to offer me a job, man? Uh-huh. I've been coming here for ages. <laughs> But I was out. I was a regular. I'd yeah. walk in, you know, everybody knew me. It was that type of thing. Uh, let me go to Jimbo. Hey, Jimbo, good morning. Morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, buddy? Hey, there was a guy on TikTok last year to answer, like, Casey's question. He lived, like, uh, across the street from, like, Bush Gardens in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And they had, like, a life, like a year-long pass where it was, like, included food. And it was only, like, 550 or 600 bucks or something. So, but he did that as an experiment. He went there for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. <laughs> to Bush and Gardens? Like, he got burgers, chicken finger. You know, it, it was like, you know, it made sense because he's stopping for dinner and lunch everywhere. So And so ended up, in the long run, he, he got ahead monetarily? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, and then you could go there and ride rides whenever you felt like it's too. <laughs> okay, I wonder. So, yeah. so what would an annual pass? A, a Bush Gardens, by the way, is the one that uh, that was in Virginia. I think yeah. the one that I went. Yeah. To. Yeah, uh, there's one in Tampa. One in Tampa well, gorgeous. One. Yeah, yeah. I mean, spotlessly clean and 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 really well run. Um, but uh, could can you, for example, for like Six Flags, could, could you buy a year pass that well, would come with all of that? Six Flags closes at a certain point, right? In the in the winter, so I guess Bush Gardens is open year round. But you know, the, in the warmer climates, so yeah, Bush Garden Gardens, uh, Tampa, Disney. Right. And, you know, so I'm just thinking of parking. <laughs> like, who would want to go well, through all of that to you might, park? Oh, well, I mean, you might get a parking pass. Well, too, I, mean, I know, but and I'm they just, have shuttles that run around in the okay. in the parking lot. That's what I mean. So. I'm going to go much... get a Danish. It'll take about forty minutes. No, it already yeah, it already yeah. took too much of my time. I'm not doing this, but. If you, if you had so like in in, in um, I'm trying to remember back Disneyland in, in Anaheim. I mean you you could park. I mean I, yeah, I guess you could make it work if you're not like wildly removed when you're going there to get your lunch, Kathy, and you got to wait for the tram to come around. That's what I, yeah, that's what I mean. It's too much. Um, here it says somebody says uh, meal plan at Six Flags Great Adventure, which included food. We went for lunch and dinner daily for multiple summers wow. every day. Every day. It depends on how convenient the park is to you, I would imagine. Right, as right. Well, you know? So I mean, I've got the Bush Gardens Tampa Bay up here, and their annual passes are not that expensive. How much? Um, like the full, where you, okay, you get uh, admission. Um, both to the park and to popular events, free preferred parking. Oh, preferred, so you're getting up closer. Uh-huh. Six free guest right tickets. Right this way, Ms. Romano. Yeah, six free guest tickets, up to 50% off in-park discounts, one free single ride, uh, whatever, uh, benefits, blah, blah, blah. Okay, it's $438. And you can bring six people? Is that what it says? So it's six free guest tickets. So I think that's oh, for the entire the year. Yeah, yeah throughout okay. the season. Yeah, are you so kidding me? So 438 but this this one doesn't say anything about food. So yeah. the, the, oh, that's the thing, yeah. Yeah, you want the food. Because if, that's, if they have that, package. where else are you going to get a hamburger? For right. Well, yeah, because I'm on the other Bush Gardens one, Kath, and these are like you know for 37 bucks a month. It, this is a platinum. You get uh, you know what you were talking about 30 percent off dis, uh, park discounts, photo key. Yeah, food um, food and beverage for this one is 10 um, percent off. That's the one thing about uh, and and the theme too is, is the food is like okay, 
We're having chicken nuggets and fries. Yeah. It's pretty much the guarantee for the day. Even Disney doesn't have that so kind you, of food. You did, you did the Universal and you did the the, the, the concierge. And I, I did that when I brought a whole, the whole family down. Then they take you into their... their, their actual s- restaurant. Actual restaurants. Mm-hmm. And the food was quite good. Mm-hmm. So like, I could see doing that. Yeah. And you'd only go broke. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. No. Uh, but this guy went um, just shy of 3,000 days every single day. Uh, and he said if pulling it off wasn't effortless. Uh, he said Disneyland keeps track of when annual pass members show up, but on days of computer glitches or power outages, uh, Wright's had to get his visit recorded at Disneyland City Hall. Uh, he kept all his parking passes, and once he did land a job because he was out of work at the time, the daily routine either meant uh, an early or late visit or even a day off of work. Uh, now, though, when Wright's visits, it's not with the purpose of notching another number to his tally. He said it's with an eye to the nuisances of the park. Oh, he says, oh, he goes, it's with an eye to the nuances oh, of the park. Not nuisances. I hate this goddamn park. Uh, <laughs> that often go unnoticed. He said you're in such a rush that you won't get a chance to stop and listen to the sounds and the jokes of the background audio. He said most people don't hear and realize how much thought and magic the engineers put into it. But he went for eight years, over eight years and three months straight, every single the day. The amazing thing is I'm not married. Wow, that's crazy, man. <laughs> that's uh, I, I could never see going somewhere every day like that. I mean, so we talked about the familiarity of, of a place that you go to, and, and so you can bypass a lot of the acclimating stuff. But every freaking day? Yeah. And how, how often can you hear it's a small world? <laughs> uh, Nick pulled up an article titled, The California Man Pays Off Student Loans, Buys House by Eating All His Meals at Amusement Park. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he bought a, it. Was This was in uh, Southern California, Six Flags, Magic Mountain. And he bought uh, the $150 year-round pass, and he says if you timed it right, you could get parking and two meals a day. That's pretty wild. So our closest amusement park is Busch Gardens, right? Six Flags? No, Six Flags Great Adventure. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Hershey Park and Dorney Park. So how how far is... Dorney's probably the closest. I meant to say Dorney, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, Yeah, Dorney is probably the closest. Yep. Yeah. Right now, Dorney, with the Platinum Pass, you can get 10% food merchandise merchandise discounts, but this isn't what... Okay, all-season dining, okay? Uh, add all-season dining to your 2023 pass for... Uh, uh, and enjoy lunch and dinner every single visit of the 2023 season. Max two meals per day. And this says for as low as $104. I never realized this, that, that so many people, apparently this is something that occurs to a lot of people, which is to make your whole meal plan based yeah. on an amusement park. Hershey Park has decent food. Yeah. Yes. Cattle they had, corn. They had um, uh, this barbecue joint we went to a couple times there. Right. And uh, Dorney has uh, chickies, right? Chickies and pizza. Yeah. In there, yeah. So we have the, uh, the, the silver dining plan, the gold dining plan, and the platinum dining plan. So for an extra 160 bucks, you can get platinum. And I... I I don't know what, what that, that includes, but it says uh, refills. All right, I want to look. At, well, I don't want to. Let, let, let me scan this first before I can tell you what's what's going on. All right, but, do your research. If you, if you go to a park and they have like the um, <clears throat> the bottomless cup thing, that's worth getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you you have to carry around this cup with you, right? Right. But, yeah. But you can stop at any restaurant and fill it up usually, which is uh, pretty cool. Okay, so uh, enhance your visits. And by the way, if you do the platinum, you can go to uh, Cedar Park as well. Oh. Uh, and so you can enjoy lunch and dinner every time you visit in 2023, all-season dining, max of two meals per day. 
and a four-hour interval is required between meals. <laughs> you can't just keep eating. Yeah, drink, snacks, yeah, yeah. desserts not included. A four-hour interval? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Lunch, yeah. noon, by just five go sit, rolls sit around. in the parking lot. You're, you're good. I mean, listen. I'm going to hang out here until dinner. If you lived close enough, like uh, that one guy, Jimbo, who called in said the dude lived across the street from uh, Bush Gardens. It would be like going to any other, like a strip mall that had restaurants. Yeah. And roller coasters. Yeah, wow. Except for the parking. Kathy's not a big fan of the parking. I'm not. Any of these. It's such a mess. Take an Uber. Yeah, but if you are essentially saving thousands of dollars in food. So it seems, Mm. but again, the... As a kid, if someone t- told me I could spend virtually every day in, a, in an amusement park, I would have freaked out. But I'm an adult now. I have adult obligations. I saw another... Like uh, buying Batman figures. <laughs> and playing video games. And playing video games. <laughs> At home. I saw another uh, Disney story uh, that has a, uh, a a family on TikTok. They're called the Kelly family. And they, they had... Uh, they're catching some flack for a hack that they did. Flack for a hack? Flack for a hack? <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they post regularly about their family life on TikTok. And Is apparently they, um, the father describes his young son, uh, Cannon. Cannon? K-A-N-N-O-N. All right. As a thrill-seeking boy who can't get enough of Disney theme park rides. And then he goes on to say the problem is his love for rides that uh, he's not quite tall enough for the big ones. Mm. So what they did is they they created a hack. They made their own special pair of shoes that made him taller. So what better way to risk his life? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And that's what people are saying. What better way to get him on rides he's not suited for? There's a reason. I I would have been all for this. Like stick, you know, a little padding in the shoe or whatever until that kid went on that water slide. And, and almost got strangled. Yeah. No, almost, he was decapitated. Oh, at the, uh, the Schlitter bomb. Yes. Schlitter bomb. Yeah, so whatever. there is a reason for the height requirement. So yep. just don't go to the park then. If your kids aren't tall enough, wait till the following year. If you want to do this hack, take a family photo and and um, white out your son's head and see if you like him that way. Right. So here's how they did it. They would customize his shoe uh, with added height. They would use, um, they would essentially take flip-flops Okay, and then they would cut it in the shape of his size shoe, or maybe they would take his exact size, and then they would, I, I think, take like duct tape or something like that, and attach it to the bottom of the shoe. <laughs> um, and so, oh yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the hack. It looks pretty. Yeah, you'd have to be a moron to not spot this. <laughs> but apparently, they have people. Uh, the 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 people that are at the rides are keeping an eye out for stuff like this. Supposedly, like they Good. look at people's shoes, at kids' shoes. When I was a kid, I got on a ride at a at a fair, one of those carnivals that travels through town yeah, and sits yeah. up in parking lots. Yeah, I got on a ride. They let me on a ride. Now I was a bigger kid, but still, I was not big enough for this ride. And I would literally, one of those octopus things where yeah. that, uh-huh. sure. I was literally hanging on for my life. Yep. And and uh, to me, this notion is terrifying that you're too small for a ride yep. and you're going to fake your way on. Yep. Uh, no. No. That's it's uh, not safe. And, they, and by the way, so this is legitimately a hack, right? I, I can't stand when they say, here's a hack on leaving a room. No, Those this is the door. Yeah. This is a legit uh, right. hack. This is a, 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 a little fix that you can do to get. Whatever it is your desire. Does it suggest, President, that they could eject you from the park if you came in with something like this? Uh, it did not say this I mean, in a particular to story, their, right? But I would think that they they probably could. So who knows? Why did it just get on his dad's shoulders and they can be, get like a big overcoat? Yeah. <laughs> I would like to ride this ride. I am fifty-two years old. 
What is today? Today's the last day of February, so we're going to start heading into uh, theme park uh, territory very soon. Another uh, month or so, right? I want to do. I want. I I want to get you one this year. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get to go to one all last year. Yeah. How about Universal? How about Universal? Yeah. That'd be nice. That'd be cool. Now that was a hell of a park. Oh my God. That was that was prior to COVID. That was my last trip. Oh really? Yeah. And and uh, we had. I don't care how reticent you are. I don't care if you think, oh, the, I'm not going to get, that's not my thing. You go and you, Preston. Best rides I've ever been on in my life. Breaking love it. <laughs> Without question. Hagrid's motorcycle ride. Awesome. I haven't been on it. I'm stuck. <laughs> oh I, I did it yeah. four times. Oh, my God. And I freaking loved it. Yeah, I've never been to Universal, and I haven't been to Orlando since I was a kid. Oh, wow. And it's time to get back. Dude, Orlando. I have I have fallen in love with Orlando, and I know it's insanely touristy. Uh, but Casey and I went there a few years ago for a golf trip, and so obviously you think you know Disney is yeah. is, the, is the first thing that comes to mind. But then obviously you have Universal. But outside of that, there's like there's different theme parks all over the hmm. place down there that are not just those two. There are several of them, and they're, they're once like they're set up in like parking. Well, like on the way to those, yes, other people decided. Well, I'm gonna. Yeah. Set up my little we'll man. Put up something here, right. and they'll they'll be they'll predicate that park on one. They have the super huge Ferris wheel or something. Case, remember we're, we're driving, and all of a sudden we're like, that building is upside down. Yes, there's literally a building that was built to look like it's upside what? down. And what is it? Was it, it, was it a restaurant? Uh, I think a restaurant or some. I don't know, but there's stuff that? like that all over the place in Orlando. It's insane. Um, you know who lives down there, not in Orlando, but just outside of Orlando in a town called, I think it's called Winter Park. Um, oh, remember Devin? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. She, yeah her husband's a professional tennis pro. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's a tennis pro, and, that, and that's why they moved there. The, yeah. Because uh, yeah. the work was going to be there. Yeah. My friends uh, lived in Winter Park, so their grandfather lived two doors down from me, so they would come and visit, you know, a few times a year. Isn't that where uh, Charlie Manuel lives? Winter Park? I don't know. I thought he lived closer to the... That's the restaurant, Preston. I thought that's what uh, Missy said. Missy Manuel said last time she was here. Might have. So here's a photo we just pulled up on our screens here. Wonderworks Orlando upside down attraction. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Uh, so yeah, but it's a. There's definitely something in there. It might be like a, a museum or a restaurant or something like that. But there's stuff like that all over the place. We didn't eat there, did we? No, we didn't. Uh, we ate at uh, Charlie's. Charlie. Remember Charlie's? Who's Charlie? Who's Charlie? I don't know who he is. Where is he? Who is Charlie? Where is he? Is this Charlie? He's in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I, I I think if I were to, uh, to like, be what they call a snowbird. Yes. I think I would have a place in Orlando. Really? Yeah. Orlando, that's quite a, lot a, of, lot quite of a bold go- statement. A lot of great golf courses, plenty to do. It would have been for me, um, Sarasota, when the Clown College was open, because yeah, I yes. wanted to get my uh, teaching of, credentials there. But of course, by the way, we—I just got—I went to Florida uh, this past weekend, um, and uh, my wife and I took an Uber to the uh, airport in the morning. And on the way to the airport, the guy who drove us <laughs> told us his life story. And this is at five o'clock in the morning because we had an early flight, and I mean. I found out uh, he had been married four times. Wow. Why his last wife left him. 
Uh, he took her and her nine family members on their uh, honeymoon with them in, a, in an RV driving down US 1. Oh, and, this is, I mean, he this told is, us everything. Was um, he pitching for a big tip, do you think? Like, my life is in this sort no, of sad because shape? because I saw his tip deteriorating as we went <laughs> along. He's like, okay, there's a buck gone. There's another buck gone. Yeah, you flipped the, your meter up. How yeah. long was the ride? It was like 30 minutes, 30, okay. 35 minutes, but I mean, he told us everything. I had a similar situation. Uh, I was down for spring training years ago, and we were at Y100, and the guy who drove me, it, I, it was a longer uh, cab ride, and this dude was a Scientologist, and he oh. was trying to sell oh, me on Scientology, how Scientology, he had a goiter that went away because Scientology Oh, oh that's it. cool. Yeah. That's, that's the big goiter. thing. For Scientology, yeah. it's goiter removal. It's I don't think goiter. I've ever seen one <laughs> goiter that... On any Scientologist no. I've ever seen. Coincidence? That's the first thing you notice. No. Yes. That's auditing, actually. You can see the goiter disappear. Shrinking when before they're very eyes. <laughs> it is creepy when you drive past that facility well, in, in Clearwater. Like, you're, you go from Tampa. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> yeah, out to the Clearwater Beach, and you pass that compound or whatever. The windows are blacked I out. Know, man. It's well, strange. There's alien ships taking off and landing. <laughs> yeah. Xenos. Yeah. 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 Uh, they, the the Thaden parking lot is huge. You ever read what happens the to... Goiter si- center? The Goiter <laughs> Center? The Goiter Center. It's unbelievable. What happens to Scientologists when they die? Would they believe? Uh, yes, they go to that planet they get on, uh, they get with, with Xenu. They get on a plane. They get on a plane. Yeah. And uh, that's what uh, Kirstie Alley did after she passed. Okay. And, um... It's, Listen, it's, it's kind of like that movie uh, Battlefield Earth. The, the, the if you, yeah, the, which why, is the L. Ron Hubbard. That's why uh, Travolta made it. Sci-fi, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, believe what you want to believe. I, I, I don't know. Nobody knows what happens when you die. I mean, but I'm I tell you something. If you uh, if you have a goiter, there's no other. The, the fact that like we <laughs> are, if you have a goiter, there's no other choice. The fact that we are sitting yeah. here talking on these these contraptions that then get our voice to yeah. you know essentially millions of people uh, on a. Uh, on a globe that is floating in the middle, like sure. So getting on a, that is not that far fetched. That's what, what I'm we are doing right now. Our existence is pretty far. Maybe maybe Kirstie Alley's right. I have no <laughs> idea. Help but notice you don't have a goiter, <laughs> Mister Scientology man. I am not, but he touched my neck. Okay, goiter went away. There you go. Wow. Think about it. Crazy. Nick, getting on a plane after I die doesn't sound so bad. Right. You know, especially if you have good seats. Hang yeah. out with a bunch of aliens going to another no, planet. I mean, you, I you definitely... get on the plane and, and it's Gary Lauer sitting next to you. It's, oh, Christ. I got to listen to this all the way to heaven. <laughs> all the way to oh, Xenu's like, planet. Hey, I've never been to Xenu, yeah. but I've been to Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> touch my goiter. Oh. Uh, actually, he wouldn't have one. If it's he a sorting goiter. <laughs> Right. Anyway, I think we've gone on too long. Yeah. But yeah. information you can use. Information you can use. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> it's what we're all about. If you will raise me up. Right? Josh Groban keeps trying to get his inspirational message in there. <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, it just won't. It won't sink. Yeah. That all dog right. won't hunt. All right, we need. We do need to take a break because we have a guest who's going to be joining us shortly. We will return, and when we get back, uh, Chris Turner is going to be here in the studio because he's going to be performing at Helium Comedy Club tonight. We'll spend some time when we get back. Hang out. Yeah, we want to go for a ride in the car. Our tail is so wagging right now. Take us along with the MMR app. It's Apple CarPlay and Android compatible, which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen. We'll even send you notifications if you want. Download it and try it now. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web.
PrestonandSteve.com. Not even the most well-kept homes are immune to termites. So call Dodson Pest Control. With over 75 years of experience, they will make sure your home is looking good inside and outside your walls. Visit DodsonBROS.com to find an office near you. Dodson, the pest professionals you trust. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic is on Friday, triumphantly returning this time to Montage Mountain. Uh, we're getting ourselves set for that. You know what we really touched on at all? Is what? The fact that we have cash prizes to give away. I know. We're so excited about everything else, but uh, that should make the people competing excited. Yeah, top prize uh, for best design, and obviously that's the that's the mother of all. Uh, is thousand bucks? Yeah, uh, and we have second and third place, five hundred and two hundred fifty dollars. Bragging rights, and then we have honorable mentions. There will be three sleds that uh, get a hundred bucks. Just a little thank you for being out there. Uh, fastest sled uh, ends up uh, getting, and this uh, this is the best bang for your buck if you do fastest sled because it's usually just a toboggan style. One person, basically five hundred bucks for the fastest sled. Now we do those right at the beginning. Yep. And do the time trials. And there are some questions as to whether how many lanes or, or runs we're going to have open so we can do a couple of them together. Uh, but as you said yesterday, Preston, we're kind of finding our way around. So yeah. as of now, we don't know some of this. We stuff. don't know some of the stuff. But w- when we get there, we're going to get it all laid out and yeah. uh, we're going to be able to hang with you, which is awesome. We'll figure it and out. And we're building a, tr- a new tradition at Montage. Uh, and our favorite fail. So the big the the best wipeout and and that's a we do a quick vote which one did you like the most and we've had some incredible wipeouts and we're gonna give away twelve cases of Surside iced tea wow uh, for that so that's has got booze in it by the way from stateside uh, and then we have uh, these awesome cardboard trophies Agni Corrugated Box Company always creates these really cool. Large, I don't know uh, how they do it. Cardboard trophies. It's got to be some sort of laser cutting thing or whatever uh, for you to uh, keep. And those are for best design and favorite fail. So we thank those guys uh, for being a part of that again. And don't forget that uh, Everclear plays a concert five o'clock on Friday. The stage is right there, man. It's right at the base of the run. It's crazy. They're going to be playing right there. I love it. And so where we're going to be broadcasting from is elevated, so we can see everything. At the end of the run, which is kind of wild, I think it is. Yeah, I, I, unless I we've been lied to. I, I don't know. I mean, because they they there's this uh, VIP tent area, and I I I, I, I don't, don't know. know. We are quite literally going to find out a lot of the stuff when we get there. Yeah, you know, and we'll get the lay of the land when we're up there. Uh, and then uh, there's going to be live music in the lodge after Everclear plays. That's on Friday night, and then Saturday. Uh, an early show, Lit, is playing at 2.30, and then Fuel headlines at 5 p.m. Um, then they have a, a fireworks show as well. So Fireworks up in the mountains over snow? Yeah, man. In your yurt? Uh, spectators for the Cardboard Classic are free to attend. Tickets for the concerts and snow sports are on sale now. And if you want to get a link sent to you, you can just text the word CARDBOARD uh, to 39333. Have you seen how they shift for the summer, what they do up there? I mean... Like, like uh, you know, a, a, a inner tube c- c- course along a, a watery sort of river thing that they no. set up. And no. I mean, it, it becomes this wholly other thing. Yeah, some uh, some resorts, uh, some mountains will do that. They'll, you know, like zip lines and, yeah. and, uh, and other things that you can take. You know what I like riding, actually, bizarrely? 
uh, is uh, the ski lift in summertime. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I, do I. I've done that in. I've done it in Colorado. We did it at Vail, and you take it up to the top of the mountain. Yeah. It's really cool. Get cool views. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a different vibe, but they're just as much fun to visit in the summertime. Yeah. Right, did that great. in New Hampshire, the ski lift up, and then we zip line down. It was pretty awesome. You did Whistler, right? So Whistler, yeah, we, we yeah. went to Whistler in the summer. And oh, you did, yeah, yeah. And it yeah. was it was a lot of fun. You know what, Steve? We went in the summer as well, <clears throat> and there was a, there was summer skiing because yes. that's how high up it goes. And but when we were on the ski lift going up the mountain, uh, we saw bears underneath us. Oh. it was really cool. It was a, a mama bear. <laughs> it was a mama and two cubs, uh, and they walked right underneath us on the ski lift, which was really cool. It was a, it was a neat experience. I love it. All right. Hey, is that where, by the way, Nick, uh, like the Peach Festival, is that done at Montage? Yes. Where, okay. Yeah, Montage, I believe, well, I'm speaking out my ass. I think it was a Live Nation <laughs> venue at one point, but it might not be anymore. Okay. Well, it's uh, what they do is amazing, and we're looking forward to it. What's the Peach Festival? It's, it's like, like a, a dig for <laughs> No, it's like a hippie fest. Summer jam fest. Yeah. So like jam band, jammy bands? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Widespread Panic, Train Anastasio Band. Uh, you oh, know, the band. Anastasio is played Allman there? Brother. Who? Stray Anastasio's played there, Montage? Yeah. Oh, have, that's cool. Have, yeah. You, have you seen him there? No. No, because it's always in the middle of the summer when I'm... Uh, when the living's down, easy? Well, I'm always down the shore. So, okay, all right. Uh, Wait but, a minute. Being down the shore would stop you from going to the mountains to see Trey? If it was fish, no. But okay. Stray Anastasio band, yes. Okay. All right. Uh, but, all right. uh, yeah, so you got uh, this year, Tedeschi Trucks Band. So that's cool. That's uh, Susan Tedeschi and Dark Trucks. And Goose is a new favorite of mine. I like My Morning Jacket. Ween, nice yeah. little filly wow. band there. Yeah. yeah, that's all really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, uh, Casey, Mike Gordon a fish. Yep. Ziggy Marley. Humphreys Mike- McGee. Um, we're just reading names <laughs> now. Flange McWimple. Yeah. <laughs> that was Flange Riprock. Flange Riprock. Yeah. So Mike Gordon is his own solo band? Yeah, they. I think they all do. Uh, Paige had his own band. Uh, uh, John had one called Pork Tornado. The Gibbons Kids case. What? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mike Gordon is actually really... Uh, He's a great musician. He did some stuff with uh, Leo. He made the list of top ten Gordons to watch. <laughs> Leo Kotke. The Gordon There's from Sesame Gord- Street. He uh-huh. was on there. Yeah. Gordon's Fisherman. Right. Yeah. Uh, who are the other Gordons that we're missing that would be in the top ten? Oh, oh, um, oh Gordon Shumway. Gordon Shumway, who is yeah, uh, who Alf, 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 of yeah. course. You yeah. know that. G. Gordon Liddy, does that yes. count? From the Watergate. Yep. Uh, sure, I think he's dead, but uh, his he has a, there's an impersonator. It's like Gordy Gallagher Lachance. 1 and Gallagher 2. Gordy Lachance from uh, Stand By Me. Gordo yeah. from uh, uh, The Right Stuff. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Gordo, my college friend. You had a friend named Gordo in that's college? That's last name, yeah. Okay. That's a, I think Gordo is kind of a cool nickname. Can you tell we're killing time waiting for our guests to get here? Flash <laughs> Gordon. Does that count? Flash Gordo. Yeah. Sure. Well, Gordon's the sure. watch. Gordon. Yeah. Gordy Gordy Howe. Howe. He's dead, though. Was Gordy's first name Gordon? Gordonell, yeah. Okay. It's Gordonell. I just knew him as Gordy. I only know him as Gordy, but you can call him Gordon if you like. <laughs> Guess what? Our guest is... Hey! Hey! Yes. We were stalling. I don't. I think only the most astute listener could tell <laughs> that that wasn't not... That was not fully scripted. No. Uh, but our next guest is indeed here. He's in our studio. We're getting him mic'd up. And he will be at uh, Helium Comedy uh, Club tonight, and we'll blame <laughs> Meredith for this because she <laughs> brought him in. Hitting the sauce this morning. Uh, this is Chris Turner. Hey. Hey. Good morning, everyone. How, how are you, Chris? Uh, I'm tremendous. 
Thank you. There's just a picture of me appeared on the television. There oh, it yeah. is. State of the art. I don't know yeah. if you've ever seen radio in the UK. It's usually a person in a shed. Yeah, no. we've, we've actually seen some some BBC uh, uh, stuff, and it's uh, um, there. There are smaller, intimate studios. This is a little bigger. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you have such large biceps that it needs <laughs> to go. be absolutely. See, this, this is, is how we endear yeah. ourselves. I'll, I'll pay a compliment to each person <laughs> going around the table, and then the slaughter begins. What part of the are you from? I'm from Manchester, the northwest, but yeah. I, I don't sound like it because I wish to be employable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you live in New York, yes? Uh, I live, yeah, I live in Brooklyn. There, so. Well, that's a similar accent. <laughs> it really is, yeah. It's kind of strange because my wife and I both sound like, oh, hello, we're from England. And then we have a little girl, and she's not talking yet, but she is going to have a Brooklyn accent because uh, you uh, pick it up from your peers. So wild. she's going to go to school there. And she was like, yay, mom. Like, I can't wait for that. It's going to be great when they come home to meet her parents. And we're like, would you like some tea? <laughs> it's funny because I have... Um, I love that. That's hilarious. I have uh, two friends. They're actually from the same town in Ireland, but she was uh, raised in Manchester. Hmm. So she has the Manchester accent, and he's got a thick Irish accent. And the, and the kids were all raised here in, in Pennsylvania. But they have... I feel like they all... A hybrid? Had, uh, they, they do. I feel like they have a hybrid accent. Maybe you'll get one of those hybrid no, accents. it's like a mongrel accent. <laughs> it's, we have a friend who's from Texas, and then they moved to the UK, and over the six years that they were in the UK, their accent became this just twisted mess uh. of just being like... Uh, would y'all like to go to the village fate? <laughs> and, and now they're back in America. And when I talk to them, sometimes the words just come out and you're just like, oh, this is what my baby's going to sound like. Right. Ugh. But I we- feel like children with English accents are so cute. They really are. I mean, it's, children are so annoying. Yes. But I think... It- <laughs> Having a Brooklyn accent when you're like, kind of, Mom, I made a mess. You're like, I'm going to hit you. Yeah. But if they're like, Mommy, I'm, I made a, a whoopsie. <laughs> oh, how can I be harsh to you, sweet little friend? No, you're absolutely right. That's much more adorable. Oh, so, uh, and but you, you cut your comedy uh, teeth, so to speak. Oh, you were over in Italy, you did the fringe. Yeah, he's British. Make it about his teeth. Go on. Get on no, uh, I'm in the same boat. Um, but but the, the 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 fringe fest and and uh, in Edinburgh and all that and, yeah. and you you had your you were part of a comedy improv group correct yeah so I started I started comedy through improvised comedy so kind of like whose line is it anyway like what? quick games all that kind of that's the way to, that's the way to learn I think so I so. think so you get used to being on stage and going. Like to me, I mean, it was it was a really hard way to learn in the sense that I was like, I can be funny with no preparation. <laughs> Let me do stand up comedy because then when you're prepared, I'll be extra funny. Right? Yeah. And it yeah. turns out no, the audiences are very forgiving when you make it up. They're like, well, they made it up, so we'll chuckle. Whereas, you're right. You do a stand-up joke, and they go, you've worked on this? <laughs> That's exactly right, Chris. So I, I did stand-up years ago, and I was in an improv group. And, 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 and you know, obviously not really successful at that at all, because I'm here right now. But the, the truth of the matter is is that that improv uh, structure helps you learn. Because basically what you're doing is, you're, as you know, you're saying it as you're writing it. That's mm-hmm. the only difference. But you're right. Audiences tend to be a little bit more forgiving if. And an improv, you're with a group of people. So if you're just like, right. I'm hungover today, then someone else is like, don't worry, you got your back. Whereas stand up, you're like, <laughs> I'm hungover today. Not because to, obviously for the purposes of the show tonight, I'm specifically very awake because I had to be up for this. Right. Um, so grateful, obviously, but my gosh, I'm so bleary. <laughs> uh, people are like, you're used to it because you've got a baby. My baby's a 
goddess. She sleeps in until like 10 a.m. every morning. Oh, my wow. God. Yeah, the, the wonders of Tylenol. It's wow. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Overdosing, too. <laughs> well, no, there's a limit that you can just keep them hooked on. <laughs> right. And it's fine for their liver, probably. <laughs> we'll find out when she's older. So, so uh, does any, do you, do you lose stuff with the, the improv? Because you're... I, I met my wife through that improv group. And people go, oh, you're at university at the same time. Um, I'd left university and was doing a, a show with my group at the Fringe. So the Fringe is this huge arts festival, the it, biggest one in the world. I've been, um, and it was, ama- it was an amazing time to be there. Just totally, every, everywhere you turned, there was a comedian or yeah. some sort of juggler or something. It was amazing. Yeah, it is really, it's amazing. Um, but I, I was back, they were like, oh, we're a, we, we need people for the show, we're short. Chris, can you come and do a show with us? And I was like, oh, oh yeah, I remember how to do it. And she was on stage, I was like, she was funny and uh-huh. smart and also attractive, right? <laughs> um, so you're just putting up pictures of me. Oh. Where is this picture from? Oh. How have you got my wedding photos? <laughs> It We're makes, pretty good, huh? Yeah, it oh, makes me lovely. look very fancy. She is lovely. Yeah. It makes me look very fancy. It looks oh, like you're in the back of a Rolls somewhere. Uh, it is that. It, we were in, I think it was a Rolls, and the driver, because this is like a half-hour drive home from the wedding, like the cathedral, to, we got married in a cathedral, obviously, uh, to the <laughs> to the castle. Uh, we went from Inverness Cathedral to Inverness Castle. You went to a ca- castle? castle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, look, come on, she's fancy. Uh, that's an, you can't. There's an owl at our wedding. My best man is holding an owl. That was a gag that was I that planned. A, Harry I, Potter. I, it was uh, it, uh, the guy gets hired for that. I planned that gag. My best man gets up. He's like, "Oh, I don't have the rings," and then he pulls out a dead bird from his pocket. Oh and then an owl swoops in, and he and he, he goes, "Cheers, mate!" Gets the rings off the owl, and the owl flies away. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I. Bu- as soon as we got the date organized, I told my wife, uh, "Got the owl confirmed." It's like, sorry, how, how much was it for the performing owl? I'm like, ignore that fact. <laughs> Twice a lot of money to get a trained owl. I was going to ask, that, that. how does one even go about doing that? Uh, a man drove up four hours in a van with uh, oh that trained God. owl. He wow. brings two owls, brings the trained owl, which is very classy and, you know, but gets tired, a bit right. of a diva, this owl. And so people want photos with the owl. So we, <laughs> there's the owl's music. Yeah. We, we, wanted, we wanted photos with the owl. So we have wedding photos of us with the owl. Um, we also have photos of us with the owl with owl poop all over my wife's dress. <gasps> they, they projectile crap. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh you know, she, she had she li- you? little bits of shrew just dripping <laughs> down the lake. Um, but then we all, he brought a funny owl. And we're like, what do you mean a funny owl? He goes, you'll laugh when you see it. He brings this, this decrepit-looking idiot owl. I'm like, I'm like, what's this owl? What's this, the taxonomy of this owl? He's like, this is called a scruffy owl. And you're like, okay. And then everyone takes a photo with this tiny owl, like the size of a canary on their fingers. But, yeah, the big owl was, was great. But, yeah, in that Rolls-Royce, on the 30-minute drive back from the cathedral... The chauffeur would not shut up. We're like, this is a romantic moment. He, he just had it. I was just and, talking about, but yes, but mine wasn't a wedding. It was an Uber to the airport, <laughs> and the guy we got the life freaking story from this guy the entire ride. You're, yeah. you're, at that point, you're supposed to be turning to your new wife, and you're supposed to be talking about forever and, and all of this. Yeah. It, that's your moment, and he kept jumping he in. He kept telling us that the back of his head was in season two of The Crown. Because <laughs> he's, he's like, oh he, he goes, because this car was used in The Crown, and only I can drive it, so you could say my crown was in The Crown. We're like, shut up! Yeah. I'm trying to get sexy here. And, and it, it's, you know, one car ride, how much can happen? The other thing was, my wife 
uh, just started slagging off our wedding videographer because uh-huh. apparently he'd like burst into the kind of quiet, tranquil serenity oh. of of her makeup in the morning with her with her like bridesmaids. There's right. seven bridesmaids. There's her. Wow. And yeah, I know a lot. Again, yeah. she was like, "No, you can have seven groomsmen." I was like. I do not have that many friends. <laughs> right. um, but uh, she, he just burst in. He's like, all right, girls, we're having some fun. We're getting pretty. Getting our makeup on. No, give us a big smile. And so, like, her maid of honor had to go, we love your strong masculine energy. <laughs> but it's quite a quiet, private moment. right?" So he left. And so she's just slagging him off. And I'm just there the whole time going, this is nice. This is, I'm glad he can't listen to us. I'm glad I'm not still mic'd up from the oh ceremony and recording no. in my pocket. Oh, and, uh, Jesus. So I have to start hand signaling going like, shut up. Wow. Uh, and I realize it's recording. And because it's, it's recorded the whole ceremony and like we were making jokes and stuff like while we were getting married, I didn't want to like press stop and like worry about deleting it. Right. So when I got to the castle, he went, oh, you've still got my mic. And it's not live broadcast. It was recorded. And I went... Um, in the car, we had quite an intimate conversation. <laughs> I would appreciate if you don't listen to anything after the ceremony. Uh, and he, he went, I promise you that. I'm like, so if he's heard us like this, he deserves that. Well, uh, yes, but yeah. I, I think at that point, I would be incited to absolutely listen. Yeah. Knowing that, you're right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah, so what, he's, he's there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we can't go into that this early in the morning, uh, but, uh. Yeah. Well, listen, I wanted to ask about uh, your reputation uh, as a freestyle rapper. That obviously is a big part of uh, of who you are, and uh, and you have. It says here you've garnered over thirty five million views on YouTube because of of your your freestyle skills and all this stuff. I do have a question before we're going to ask you to maybe give us a little sample yeah, yeah, of that because yeah. I haven't heard it yet. But I'm I'm on your YouTube channel right now. And uh, who, uh, do you handle your YouTube channel or you have someone else I, do it? I do handle it, yes. Okay, nice. because you write things about yourself like uh, <laughs> yeah, freestyle <laughs> rapper destroys so hard. <laughs> White guy is freestyle rap beast. I, I don't know if you've been freestyle on the internet. Freestyle rapper takes an <laughs> awkward audience. If you be you, you ca- I can't just go reasonably adequate rap. The internet isn't like click on this. The most average sized dog you've ever seen. Doctors don't want you to know this uh, kind of normal thing we do. You have to hyperbolize. I know. I, well, I, I, the I hyperbole follow, is, is everything. I follow yeah. other other YouTubers, and they were like, you know, uh, she has the most amazing voice in the world, and it's the. The, the girl herself is, is writing that about herself. Mm-hmm. But it's to get clicks, obviously. Exactly. You want and also, to I would contend, I am the best. <laughs> there you go. I, look, when it, uh, it has been said of me that I am the greatest English freestyle rapper of my generation. It has also been said, I am the only English freestyle rapper <laughs> of my generation. What, what found you being a fan of of a freestyle rap? Uh, so, are, are there? Give us your inspirations yeah. who led you down this path. So, I was I was I was a fan of just rap. Um, I was twelve years old, started listening to it because friends were like, "Hey, you got to listen to Eminem, you got to listen to Dr. Dre and Snoop." And I was like, "This is great!" And then my dad bought an Outkast album because he liked uh, Miss Jackson. So I'm like, "Listen, these are great." And so I would. In my head, in my dumb little suburban white Chris head, I thought that all rap was made up. I just thought that's right. what rap was. I thought it's like you make up stuff that rhymes. Right. right. I didn't st- realize. Freestyle. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. And it's not. It's, right. It's written, and no one, even now, hardly anyone freestyles. Like if you watch like a freestyle on the radio, it's it's a written thing that's done over a beat. No one, very few people claim to actually improvise. Even that show, rap 
battles or whatever mm-hmm. that they, they yeah. they'd have them. You know, I'm sorry. It, I'm, no, I'm, no, it's written. It's written. Yeah, yeah of course. And it's rap all battles, like real rap battles, are prepared and written. You have improvised bits where they yeah. they say something about you, so you you have like a minute to come up with something and come back, and then it's prepared lines. Mm. But I was just making up raps, and then when I kind of got to university after you know six years of rapping for my friends and them right. they'd just be like hey rap about how mike's pretty fat yeah. and then mike would be like hey rap about how blah blah is pretty blah blah and then you'd do all that uh at university i started doing improv and we did these improvised rap games because we were trying to be like whose line is it anyway right and they're like chris you're really good at this i'm like oh am i is that hard to do uh, like, it is yeah people can't <laughs> do that and then i kind of started mixing it with my stand-up Started working on it a bit more, and it became it became central to your mm. your whole thing. Yeah. So what yeah. about uh, Philly native uh, Lil Dicky? Because it, it, he uh, he's all over the internet with his freestyle raps. Are those freestyle or are those... no? No, Lil, Lil Dicky is very very funny. It's, it's written. It is. Yeah. So yeah, you write. You know, those songs are written. Okay. So yeah. in the moment you're improving, you're taking something uh, that uh, you know is is um, off the cuff, and that's. Honestly, that's the basis of improv, and and as you say, people can be more forgiving with that. But I have to ask because I was watching a lot of your stuff; it's, it's very impressive. Have you had anybody from the rap world, rap community, come out and, and codify what you're doing here? Or oh gosh, I mean, I, in in New York, being at the Comedy Cellar, which is my home club, the in the Village Underground room, we have a live band, and when I started performing there. The I used to use beats rather than the band because I didn't know the guys. Okay. Was, I'd be like, hey, let's just use some backing tracks. And then a couple of weeks in, like a couple of the guys from the band were like, hey, you know, you can use us. And I was like, oh, great, cool, I'd love that. And then a couple of weeks later, after working with the band, they were like, you know, we weren't really sure about you. We were like, who's this white British guy coming saying he can rap? And then we watched you for a couple of weeks. We were like, oh, no, he's got it. And then yeah. we started playing with you. We were like, wow. oh, no, he knows what he's doing. And then every now and again, they'll be like, hey, you know who I was in the studio with today? Insert rapper name. They'll be like, he can't freestyle at all. Oh. Uh, they're like, And I'll be like, hey, you've got to check out this guy. Um, so That's cool. That's got to really cool, blow you away. Yeah, working with... Like session musicians who work with rappers going like, nah, you've got it was was really nice. I mean, yeah, I listen, I listen to uh, I don't want to say a lot of rap, but uh, my son is uh, almost 16 and he listens to rap. And so when he gets in the car, I listen to his music. And I, I want to ask if there is a a term for what I hear in rap all the time, especially with Drake, with Drake, when the beat starts, when he, he goes like, uh, yeah. That's that's Ooh. called an ad lib. It's called an ad lib. So, yeah, so everyone has their own ad lib. So like, my my favorite one was always designer. Who's the guy who did Panda? Which the one was like Panda, Panda, Panda. <laughs> he had one song, um, but his his ad lib that everyone wanted was him just going. Rah! Okay, and it sounds was it? great. Yeah, yeah, and like you, so you hear a track with him on, or he's guesting, and in the background he's like. Rah! <laughs> it's so fun to do. And does that just get him into the... Is that meant to, like, kind of get you into the I think it's the just that you've got the energy. Like, I mean, the best person for ad-libs is Young Thug because he'll just say ridiculous stuff in the background. His voice is so high and auto-tuned. And it's, yeah, such, it's, it's, it's impossible to imitate because it's just him being weird in the background. Like, <laughs> it's so it's, it's so It's so anomalous to see you talking about these acts and... Because you'd be, you, if you were to create a skit about a guy who's like the world's worst rapper, you would look like that guy. 
You know what I'm Thank saying? You. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the fact Lab that you designed, it's a curse, really. Right. Yeah. But I mean, that that's that's a wonderful sort of switched for an audience that's coming to see you, and then you deliver the goods. Yeah, and what's been fun with doing more shows and having more people know what I do, you know, the the, the surprise of it because it's a real twist to an audience who don't know me. When I'm like, "Hey, I'm a rapper," you get a big laugh, and then like, yeah. "No, seriously," <laughs> and then I do it, and they're like, "Oh, wow." What's fun now is if people know what I do, they come and they, it's not a surprise, they try and catch me out, which means the suggestions get more difficult, they get better, because I ask the audience to give me things right. to rap about. So I had a guy drive five hours from L.A. <laughs> to, to Vegas to see a show. Weird, because L.A. at the time, yeah. like, why? And he's like, oh, you're always on nights, I can't make it. Like, so you drove five hours here, okay. And he goes, yeah, I just want to catch you out, man, because you always think you can rap at anything. And so he get, gives me a suggestion. He goes, ancient Sumerian cuneiform texts. <laughs> and I, I'm just like, right, no other suggestions. And I just do three minutes on that. And afterwards, he's like, he's like, what? What? I thought I'd got you. And I'm like, uh, I studied archaeology and anthropology oh, at Oxford University. No. I've written essays on that. Oh, so so you're do, smart. Do your research, yeah. mate. Uh, uh-huh. it's, like, it really, and it's, it's just a weird little brain thing. that For some reason, I just kind of store things i'm not saying i don't i know every i don't know everything there's things that you know you I need don't know. to know a little well, about a lot steve steve has kind of like a, a catalog mind as well you've you've uh you've said because steve is very quick uh, very quick-witted and he can he can uh, comment on things before you even have a chance to think about it and something in his brain just goes uh you know uh whatever the subject is it goes to that and then there's like five things and you pick one and you go are you agt by the way because that, that i've been to i am for apparently profoundly so and that 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 thinking line is I'm, not i'm not yeah. okay yeah, I, yeah. I, I, lots of improvisers are yeah and i'm just very much not i can i'm very fortunate my brain my brain's weird i could just at night time close my eyes turn brain off go to bed my wife's <laughs> oh, like wow. how are you not thinking about things I'm seriously like, i just tell it to stop oh, i'm so jealous it's it, but then i also have no long-term memory like, we've been in place, and my wife goes, do you remember last time we were here? I'm like, I've never been here. Like, Chris, she showed me pictures. I'm like, well, I guess. Uh, That's a bit. wild way your brain files yeah. information then. Yes, and if it has drawbacks, like, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be older, and I'll be rapping, and my daughter's like, Dad, do you remember my birthday? I was like, what? who are you? Yes. What? Yeah. what are you doing? Uh, if you're just tuing in, it's Chris Turner who's going to be at Helium uh, Comedy Club. It's just one show tonight uh, at 8 o'clock. You graduate from Oxford? I did, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that, so you yeah. are a smart man. Run, run that does drop out. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, I, not, that's not going to diminish your perception. I mean, it's archaeology. Come on. How are you failing you're, to dig it's it? It's Indiana Jones, for Christ's <laughs> sake. Exactly. Yeah. If you bring along a small Chinese sidekick, they, <laughs> they get really upset. You need a short round in your life. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, we, if, if you don't mind, we'd like to get a little taste of, of the yeah. freestyle. And so, should we do what your audience does and, and I mean, offer there's, there's, five, there's five of you, so why not uh, Why not do that? And, and like, I will say, make them exciting and good. Don't just well, say basic stuff. Like I say, don't say food, don't say animals. Well, I was thinking about maybe some of the things we talked about this morning. Sure. Because okay. we had talked about uh, octopus being uh, oh, almost yeah. like human minds. Right. Okay, that so might oct- be octopus brains. Interesting. Fine, yeah. uh, then there's um, we were talking about Disney uh, uh, for a little while and, and theme parks. Eating at Disney. Um, what Eating else did we talk Disney. about this Whales uh, were land animals. Do you first. know any uh, famous Gordons by chance? <laughs> famous yes, we were talking Gordons. about several famous, famous Gordons. Gordons. Okay, yeah. Uh, and what else? Do you uh, like a paper and pen? I'm scared. 
Oh, no, 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 that's fine. If I forget, yeah. I'll ask you guys to remind right. me. No, no, no. During the, in the Justine Institute, where we, we had a couple of subjects that we covered in there, some studies. Um, Scientology? There was Sci- the one that you Goiters? Hated. Scientology oh, gets wait, rid of like, goiters. Scienti- okay, so Scientology cures goiters. Yeah. Whales were land animals <laughs> eating at Disney. Octopus uh-huh. brains being equivalent to human. Right. Yep. Um, and then famous, famous Gordons. Gordons. Yeah. Well, do you guys have an instrumental or a beat? Yeah, we, we do. do. We, we do. do. Uh, we'll Four give you a, ones if you want to yeah, oh, okay. we'll oh, yeah. pick which one you want. So this is Ratchet's discretion. If you want something a little more up-tempo, I think we have others. Let's, let's hear another one. Okay, Case, pull up the yeah. next one. Here we go. No, it's a similar tempo. Yeah. It is. I'd say that's it's even slightly slower. All right, yeah. let's go to another one, Case. Go to the third one. Here we go. Boy, these are all down tempo. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't, Do you need to speed it up? Uh, no, this this one's actually nicer. The other one sounded faster, but this one is, is quicker okay. than those, weirdly. So if we can... Can we? Uh, can I crank that up here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lovely stuff. Well, this is a freestyle based on all those suggestions. To remind you, Scientology curing goiters, whales being land animals, famous Gordons, <laughs> octopus brains, and eating at Disney. Um... <laughs> This is a freestyle by me, and don't worry, it will not be as bad as you're expecting it to be. So let's, uh, let's do this. Cool. Five topics, we got a lot to discuss. Checking out the cerebellum, yeah, the octopus. I'll be making my motion through the ocean, my eight tentacles trying to handle. My brain as big as yours, looking at the squids like, you better study more, kid. Arithmetic, that's the type of stuff you should have did. I'll be an octopus university. Cephalopod, I'm coming through. I feel the certainty I can escape from any boat. Squeeze through like elastic or jello. See a guy called Ramsey like, hello, that's Gordon. He's Soaring there with the Michelin Angry man swears a lot Yeah, neck bristling He says, what are you, an idiot sandwich? Some other Gordons I can manage Anthony Gordon I don't know that name's just coming up And Flash Gordon Yeah, fisticuffs He's a superstar on the TV Other facts about this meal's not teeny Large portions, rewarding Makes you feel sicky when you eat a turkey leg Over there with Mickey at Disney Down there, Orlando Ron DeSantis, like, oh no, I'm taking over. I'm in charge of the tax. I feel hungry, so I consume the snacks. Knocking back the amount on Space Mountain, so huge. Next thing we're moving on, can you prove? I've got a fact, it's a sweat on my neck, it annoys there, so I pray to get rid of my goiters, like L. Ron Hubbard. He's rubbing it, metaphor. Read my Dianetics, that's the stuff I checked before. You can pray, do the little thing where they audit on your sweat glands Tom Cruise never see his goiters there they're removed even though his teeth aren't quite square how can they not fix the sticks from his gums last one thump 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 that's the huge legs no fins there on the land blowhole in the back whales got no hands understand they used to walk just like you creatures on the land with the hole out they blew no fail with the blue whale when will you learn my favourite one with the baleen shouting at sperm that's a type of whale I don't mean spermatozoa. That's the early morning freestyle rap flower. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. Sensational. Why? That's amazing. Wow. That is absolutely amazing. Well, it, it almost becomes, wow. um, it, it, so in a way, it, it's hilarious, but you're so awestruck by it that you're almost like yeah. watching a, like a solar flare. You know, it, it's, it's like, <laughs> like watching a solar flare. That's it's a beautiful. Like, I can't believe that's happening. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I was disappointed that none of you were throwing in some. Bra! Oh. There we go. Yeah, that's what we want. There we go. 
we go. There it was for you. So, so let me ask you. <laughs> obviously, you're coming from a comedic end. Have you uh, entertained the notion, or have you, in fact, released a, a serious run at a, a rap album? Oh, God, nothing serious. Because what would I rap about, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you about this. Coming out of Brooklyn is hard, man. Um, you know, old, old Dirty Bastard has a song about Brooklyn Zoo. I took my daughter to Brooklyn Zoo the other day. It was lovely. Yes. Really nice. Um, not as aggressive as he made it out to seem. Uh, so so no, I I put out like comedy rap songs, but that's you know that's ah yeah like there are people who rap much better than I do, so I I keep in my niche and my niche is like comedy and freestyle rap and you mix it all together and then you you dominate your niche. Yeah, that's great, and I, I think that's the way to do it. I I I would not listen to a, a written serious rap song by me. Okay, I'd all be, right. I'd be like that sucks. Well, so, you know, yeah. there's a, there's a piano player. I think his name is Keith Jarrett. I think that's wait, his wait, name. Keith Jarrett is yeah, the, the biggest selling solo piano album of all time. And uh, it's, Cologne concert. They're completely improvisational. I wish you'd ask. I wish you'd ask me to rap about right. that. Okay. <laughs> it's the, it's the, no, oh, mate, there's not enough time. Do you really want the story of the Cologne concert? <laughs> sure. Okay. Cool. No, no one's gonna like this. We'll do it quick. Cool. Off the dome, give it a stab. Keith Jarrett playing the jazz. He was in Cologne on the tour and he had a hankering for food, wanted to consume. But they're like, Keith, we need the sound check in this room. He arrives playing on the piano, of course. They're not a Steinway, but a Bessendorfer. The high and low register, the keys were all whack. But the middle, he was like, yeah, I'll give it a crack. And they were running it through the track, the full on tape. He played for an hour, mate, no mistake. Echoed the sound of the Opera house bell at the start. You can hear the laughter swell. Yes, it's my favorite part. I believe there's four, including the encore A, B, C, C part two, maybe some more. It sold millions of copies. We should stop. Everyone knows the Cologne concert by Keith Jarrett, and uh, it's the story is that the piano was broken. See, I did not know. I'm he, familiar with the concert. So he, but... so he had to play in the middle register all the way through. Which, if you challenge yourself, and this is why with freestyle, getting five suggestions right. directs the flow. If you said just freestyle, I could freestyle forever about just stuff in the room. Right, right. But it's, your brain reacts to the challenge. And so for Keith Jarrett, he was like, well, I can't play low and I can't play high, so I can only play in a, in a few octaves in the middle. And I'm tired and I'm hungry. <laughs> and he enters into this just trance. And right. like, Keith Jarrett's brilliant, but th there is something religious in this album because he just he, uh, the the challenges channel this ability. It's astonishing. It's fantastic. Yeah. When you listen to the album, it's so perfect. Yeah, um, I, I don't know I, if you ever saw that that uh, animated movie Soul. It kind of touches oh, on that. So good flow. Yeah. It's it's all about flow. Yeah, and that's what freestyling and is. losing yourself. I don't yeah. know anything about this. What album is this? So Keith Jarrett. It's so it's K O L N, but it's Cologne. So okay. um, the the Cologne concert and at the start of it. What's really fun is he... Everyone laughs right at the start of the album, and it's because his first motif he plays on the piano is him echoing the bell that the opera house plays to say the concert's starting. So he goes like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, and everyone goes, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> right. And, and if you don't know that, you're like, why are they laughing at him? And then it's just... One thing that he does really well is that kind of Glenn Gould-style <laughs> thing of he hums along to his playing. Right. And th There's th a lot of sounds that he's making. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. 
that huh. he's he's so brilliant. I don't know this story at all. I am no. now intrigued. I'm so, going to so go I, check actually, that out for I, sure. Preston, I learned about this guy years ago when I was in col- uh, college or maybe a little bit after. There was a friend of mine who was sort of a, a savant. I think he might have been a little on the on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I think he would say that. But he, that was his idol. He would... He would sit down and do that at the piano, an improvisational. Now, you know, there's a certain level, with, but it, it was an amazing thing to watch, just yeah. as I, we I give, watch with you. I give presentations and talks on creativity, and the freestyle rap is a really great way of being creative on command. So my friend, uh, Mads Korsgaard, who's a, a psychologist in Denmark, he... I mean, he's a psychologist everywhere, yeah. but he's, yeah. he's Danish. <laughs> but only in Danish. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing out? Yeah. Um, You're a bricklayer out here. And he he gives presentations about creativity, and he uses me to demonstrate creativity on command because he goes words everyone can understand. Whereas, you know, you're improvising like a jazz musician. It's just that you have to understand music theory and jazz and appreciate it to get what a jazz soloist is doing. Whereas with words, we can go wow. Preston's a, right. a, a drummer. And yeah, and, and it's uh, uh, there, there's a point where you can, and I'm proficient enough where I can improvise yeah. all that I want, and, and uh, you, you're just you're not even thinking about it. You're just yeah. it's coming. It's just, it just whatever comes. it is that happens. It's wonderful. It's a great place to get lost. Yeah. So flow is when like ability and challenge meet. I like love that. that. Yeah. So that's why like picking beats. Like I like to have faster beats because if they're slow, then I actually have time to think. And what you want is time not to think. Mm. So, strangely, it's more challenging to rap over a slower beat than it is huh. a faster You're speaking my language, because that's we, we have an understanding here, for example, with our dumb button, uh, the, the line of thinking is, um, for Bill Weston, as our program director, I, I, I'm just going to say it. You can dump on it, if you want, and take it off the air, basically, you know, if it's, it's an expletive or something. And all of us, you know, but, but if you feel hampered by I better slow down or I better uh, not say that, then you're going to lose something. Yeah. And that's similar to what you're saying. Yeah. You have to be in the moment and riding it. And, you know, it's why, like, sometimes I'll start a rap and then, like, the beat might cut out or yeah. something happens in the room that you have to stop for. And then if I start again, I'll I'll switch up what topic I'm starting with, the rap, or I'll rap about the same thing but in a different way because you can't just repeat it because you've got to create a new flow. Um, it's I, very cool. Yeah, I, I used to, like, I had a show which had a really complicated freestyle structuring because my most common one is take five suggestions, do right. it. But I have a bunch of them, like, if you come to the show, there's ones where I rap about objects people hold up. There's ones where you can text words in and they all appear on the screen at the show and then mm. I rap about 20 of them in three minutes and it's like this kind of against the clock thing. There was one which was just so complicated. I was like, I don't know if I can do this every time and I had to pull it off. So I started rehearsing on a rug and then I'd bring that rug to the venue, put the rug on the floor. Wow. And you're like, oh, are you a drummer? Like, you're setting up on a rug? But it was so that when I was on the rug, I was, I, in my head, I was like, this is my magic carpet. Ah. So I was like, I know I can do it on this rug. This rug can get me in flow. And it's yeah. not like superstition. It's being comfortable. Yeah. So I know on the Comedy Cellar stage, I know that I can, like, tell the band to play any beat. Doesn't matter the tempo. Doesn't matter how difficult. I can rap on it because I've done it hundreds of times on that stage. So that having that confidence lets you flow properly. I believe that all that way, uh, the way you're describing the processing, uh, you know, all of that is is absolutely resonates completely. I mean, with, with anybody who's, you know, we're, we're speaking extemporaneously for you know almost five hours, and not not at the level and precision that you're doing. But it's but, fun uh, to us when people say like, "I could never do that," and you're like, "You don't have a script for your day to day conversations and, unless you're a serial killer." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hello, how, how are you? Can I make you a coffee? <laughs> here's, here's my manifesto. Yeah. Chris, are you a sports fan? 
I'm I'm a soccer fan. Okay. Um, So uh, here in Philadelphia, there's an announcer named uh, Jim Jackson, and he uh, calls hockey and he calls um, Philly sports, or he he did in the past. And Casey years ago asked him a great question, which was, you know, hockey's a very fast-paced game. But if you're a soccer announcer or a baseball announcer, you have to pace yourself a lot more. Mm -hmm. And so Casey asked him, was it more difficult for him to go fast and announce the hockey game, or was it more difficult to announce the, the baseball and he answered it was baseball because he had to fill the time. Yeah. So the the pace at which he was doing the hockey became such a rhythm for him, it became habitual. And it sounds to me like that seems similar when you're rapping. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say that so he'd be glad of the new, like, clock lord. <laughs> yeah. that yeah. It speeds up the game a little. Uh, it really, yeah. Which is, I think, a godsend for anyone because, <laughs> my gosh, baseball takes a long time. <laughs> uh, 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 you sound like my friend Helen from Manchester. She had sat through so many baseball games. She's like, I still don't get it. I don't, I don't under- understand the appeal. Are uh, you are you a fan? Because uh, uh, American football has, has made a big... Um, uh, impression over uh, in England. I we- think I think you guys like to think it has. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think that's really right. how they present. Really? I mean, in London, it's a thing for a couple of weeks a year. Okay. But I, I think it, it's it's hard to know if it really I, is. What's more uh, laborious to watch, uh, baseball or cricket? Um, well, cricket does take five days. Cricket is a, is a parody, a parody of how long baseball takes. But cricket's about getting absolutely hammered. Like it's, you just get utterly smashed. You're like, it's eleven. Can we be this drunk? <laughs> Do they have wiffle cricket? So here, in- yeah, we have wiffle ball. Yeah, we have wiffle ball. No, we used to play with um, with proper cricket balls in our classrooms at my my high school, and we broke. The idea was, like, we can't break a window, so right. you had to be really good at catching the ball when someone, like, hit it down the classroom. And um, one time, a guy called Ben, surname redacted, uh, grabbed <laughs> the ball, and it still smashed the window. We're like, how did it smash the window if you grabbed it? And he realized that he'd punched through the window with his hand. <laughs> oh, so right. he grabbed it, oh. and he's like, he's like, right, I get to bowl next. And we're like... But Ben, you're bleeding. Yes. And he's like, ha shut up, I'm bowling. We're like, no, Ben, your your arm is red. It looks like you're wearing a glove. And he he, he did a comical thing where he just looks at his hand and went, ah! <laughs> ran out of the room with the ball. We're like, leave the ball, mate. That's, you're giving you all for your sport there. That's, that's pretty uh, wild. I, I have to ask this because did you design a tea? Is there a tea named after you or is that... I saw this and it seemed like some bizarre factoid included in one of your... Oh, I... I Advertised Yorkshire tea. So okay. there is a there is a, a rap that that did reasonably well online for Yorkshire tea, which is a it's a hip hop video about tea, <laughs> and it's it's pretty over the top in the sense that we have like a low rider tea trolley, <laughs> we had like a brass band kind of playing in the background. Right, I have like uh, like these kind of towers of cakes and scones and I'm kind of scratching them like a DJ. I make it rain with tea bags. There was a shot that was cut of me sat, sat in front of a, a mound of tea bags rubbing sugar into my gum <laughs> like Scarface. Oh, and they, they were like, we cannot put that in. But it, it, it was such a fun such a fun video. Um, I encourage people to watch. Oh, I love for it. I'm a, t- a, t- a running joke on uh, Ted Lasso about uh, tea just being horrible and how anybody <laughs> can handle that. How can this show be popular <laughs> if, if it's spreading this truth? Well, it's you make about sure the have... American that yeah, doesn't yeah, like see. the tea. Yeah. Okay. Do you make sure to have tea every day? Uh, I, I don't make sure. I just have tea you every just day. just have tea every day. Yeah, yeah. We're on the screen now, we're seeing young Chris throwing tea bags. Oh, he's making tea. Oh, <laughs> you're 12 in this video. I mean, it was sadly only made about six years ago, but that's how... <laughs> 
That's how time ruins you. And <laughs> doing this video, one of the most amazing things was one of the extras had been in, like, she'd been in Shakespearean production. She was an amazing actor. And there was a bit in the shot where I handed her a mug of tea. Yeah. But there was no tea in it. Right. Because we were, like, just handing it around. And she took it and sipped it and made me believe there was tea in it. I was like, you're so good at acting from sipping tea. I was like, that's empty, and you, you've made it look real. And she's like, well, I'm a classically trained actor. I was like, why are you an extra in my dumb tea video? Um, yeah. And that's my, my favourite thing in this was there's a shot where there's all these women lining up at my tea trolley for me to service them. And the director had to kind of very subtly order it so it was prettiest girls at the front and less pretty girls oh. at the front. Oh. How was that finessed? Uh, yeah. Really awkwardly, because he was like kind of, okay, we're going to do height order, except I want you here and you here. Could you take your shoes off so you're a bit smaller? And at the end of it, I'm just like, it's just hotties up front, isn't it? Um, and he's like, shh, shh. You know the secret, yeah. So you're in Philly tonight. There we going... go, you found the shot. Oh, there you, you just went past it. And now, now you're going to say that I've got weird taste in women. Oh, there they there go. Yeah, no, 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 no. But what you, what you can't see is the people they hid behind the water cooler. <laughs> the water cooler. Uh, <laughs> in the tree. Oh, uh, you're in Philly tonight. Meredith wanted me to uh, also mention that you're also doing shows in Boston and Connecticut this week, too. Because we do have yes. listeners that listen. Uh, you know, all over, but yeah. uh, you know. So you are. Where, when are you going to be in Connecticut? And when are you going to be in um, Boston? So I mean, it's it's tonight is in Philly. The day after is in Boston. The day after is in Hamden, Connecticut, at the Space Ballroom. So and I'm your sure usual haunt is the uh, is the comedy the cellar? comedy cellar in New York. Yeah, all right. that's that's where you Excellent. can catch me. Well, listen, we thank you for being here this morning. We've had uh, a great time. <laughs> Thanks for showing off uh, the the freestyle oh, skills. No it's thank you incredibly impressive and very entertaining. Thank can you. you. Can you freestyle us out of this press? <laughs> <laughs> me? Yeah. Yeah. Let me get right on that. Yeah. <laughs> We'll be back in a minute. Uh, no, thank you for being here, Chris. Thank we appreciate it. Chris so Turner, much. Helium Comedy Club, tonight at 8 o'clock. Do not miss the show. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Real quick, I want to do a thank you to uh, somebody who sent us a nice little gift. Uh, it was courtesy of uh, Mr. Hollywood's 3D prints. And um, do you remember that um, uh, the artist from Garbage Pail Kids who did Us? Yes, yeah. it was great. As Garbage Pail Kids. Well, they took that and they created it into this. Uh, it's hard to explain. Um, Diorama? No, it's a it's a it's a piece of material that, that has it on it. But you can't really see what it is when you look at it. But when you add a light to it. Yep. It, it shines it up on the wall. Does and it look like that thing that uh, you, you find on the tables at Chick-fil-A? <laughs> no. Look at that. Marissa brought it in. So, oh, wow. so, But without the light behind it, you can't see what it is. It's, really kind, it's, cool. it's hard to describe. Um, but anyhow, it's this uh, cool little thing. And, uh, I like we, that. We thank them. And uh, Laura Reardon was the one uh, who got in touch uh, with me about that. But I might add that to the, uh, the Shards and Crafts shelves. Yeah. Uh, that I have in the office where we, we have some uh, listener-made uh, gifts. So the company can do a company can do this? Is that where they... Uh, yeah, she said, um, uh, if you have anything cool you'd like printed specifically, we'd be glad to, to donate some things and so on and so forth. So I guess they can help you huh, out with that. So, I like it. Uh, Mr. Hollywood's 3D print shop. Very unique. It'd be a unique gift for someone. Uh, so thank you for that. And it is time to do the Bizarre Five. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Five. Friday this morning by uh, Citizens Bank Park and the fact that Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band returned to Philadelphia for two shows, Citizens Bank Park, August 16th and 18th. 
Uh, tickets are on sale tomorrow, 10 a.m. Uh, phillies.com slash Springsteen. Actually, today, it's Today, right? yeah. Yeah, so this is outdated. outdated. Yeah, so uh, they, they go on sale uh, six minutes ago. So oh, sorry, yeah. you missed it. They're sold out. <laughs> no, I wouldn't doubt it if they no. were. It's Bruce for crying yeah, out loud. Yeah, absolutely. So tickets are on sale now. All right, uh, let's g- start with this story. A man has been found alive 11 years after his family thought they had cremated him when a body that resembled him was discovered in weeds at the side of a road. Wow. This was in China. Uh, the story, so you got rid of me, eh? Uh, the story has emerged in China this week, leaving millions on social media in disbelief over the bizarre case of wrong identity. Authorities revealed an old man behaving normally. He was reported to police by villagers. Uh, in August, officers took him in. However, they could not determine his identity, with the man refusing to answer questions. After several checks, police suspected that he might be Zhao Kenglu, a man who went missing in 2014. After escaping from a hospital after being sent there by his nursing home, uh, his grandson saw a missing person's poster for the man and noticed his likeness to his grandfather. He went to visit the man, and on arrival, the man reportedly began crying. He was also able to write out the names of his family. Authorities were only able to confirm the man was who he was after DNA testing matched his brother. A body believed to have been involved in a car accident in 2014 oh, was previously identified as Zhu. And villagers and his cousin uh, and uh, niece and nephew identified the corpse of as him at the time. Yeah, that's him. Go ahead that's and burn him. him. <laughs> we burned the wrong body. Uh, his, nep- <laughs> his nephew <laughs> reportedly uh, declined an autopsy and the body was sent for cremation. Uh, DNA testing was uh, for non-immediate family members was not available at that time. Uh, clear, yeah. Authorities have declared that they are working tirelessly to determine the true identity of the man found dead on the roadside using DNA collected from the corpse at that time. I can't blame them. When I'm walking along and I find a body in the tall grass, I incinerate it. You just want to... Yeah. I mean, it's a nuisance. Yeah. It's an eyesore. I'm not going to pick it up and throw it out. No. So, I I got you. Six tourists who went to the uh, Jaldapara National Park in a vehicle on Saturday afternoon escaped with minor injuries after a rhino attacked the vehicle and overturned it. A woman in the group suffered a fracture to her hand. The driver and the guide also suffered injuries in the incident. In uh, Jaldapara, which is the largest habitat of one-horned rhinos in the state... Had a population of around 300 rhinos, and but Saturday's incident was rare. A rhino attack has not been heard of in the area in the last 15 years. Sources said that the uh, in the afternoon, the tourists hired an SUV for a wildlife safari along with a guide. The SUV moved through the forest tracks and reached an area. We're uh, actually pretty benign. It's the hippos you need to worry about. Uh, and there was another car behind them. The tourists saw a female rhino with her calf beside the road. Oh, there you go. Uh, When they were clicking photos and videos of the animal, the rhino suddenly turned, which made the guide uh, alert the tourist. Are we watching the video? Yeah, it flipped over, yeah. Uh, It was evident that the rhino wanted to cross the road, and the driver put the vehicle in reverse. Uh, The rhino, by the way, hang on, I want to see this. I haven't seen this yet. We're watching the video of them uh, running away and... They're trying to back out of there as fast yeah. as they can. And they go down the ditch and oh, roll over. Wow. Fortunately, the there was a roll bar on the vehicle. Uh, the rhino with the cap behind something. okay? Walked the road, charged towards the vehicle aggressively. Then it hit the SUV with its horn. The driver lost control, and the vehicle teetered off the road and fell to the side. Uh, the tourist shouted in panic while the rhino and its calf crossed the road and ran into the grassland. 
And a uh, few people were taken to the hospital, but uh, nobody was seriously hurt in that incident. Could have been killed easily. Well, you come across a, uh, you know, anything that can be aggressive or deadly with, uh, with a, a, a calf or whatever, it's going to mm-hmm. be trouble. Yep. A serious breach led to a delay in recovering a stolen car with a toddler trapped inside after a Volkswagen car tracking service demanded payment before it agreed to help. That's bad PR right there. According to the Illinois, uh, this Illinois Sheriff's Office, the 34-year-old... I don't care about you, baby. Pay up. 34-year-old woman returned to her home on Thursday after she took one of her children from, uh, from the car into the home. The woman went to retrieve the other child, a two-year-old boy, in the car... Uh, she found a uh, white BMW had pulled into the driveway behind her Volkswagen. A man got out of the BMW, knocked the woman to the ground as she sought to protect her son before he drove off in her car with the boy still inside. As the carjacker, tra- carjacker and the driver of the BMW fled, one of them ran the woman over. Whoa! Causing what the sheriff's office describes serious injuries to her extremities. Uh, the woman is six months pregnant, by the way. Jeez. Authorities contacted Volkswagen CarNet, a service that allows Volkswagen owners to control and track their cars from an app to find the car and the child inside. But the company would not track the vehicle with the abducted child until they received payment to reactivate the tracking device in the stolen vehicle. Pay up! A spokesperson said in a statement that Volkswagen takes the safety and security of its customers very seriously. For a price. But uh, the sheriff's office said uh, Volkswagen has a procedure in place for the third-party provider for the Carnet support service involving emergency requests from law enforcement. They have executed this process successfully in previous incidents. Unfortunately, in this instance, there was a serious breach in the process, and they're addressing the situation. Okay. Uh, They found the kid out on the road. Uh, after a person working at a nearby business called 911 to report having seen two cars enter a parking lot. by a rhino. Where one, <laughs> <laughs> where one driver abandoned the child before both cars fled. Uh, it was not immediately clear on how long it took the authorities to find the child. So the carjacker didn't know there was a kid inside. And uh, they saw it and then they were like, oh my God. Yes. And they left That's the kid. That's kidnapping at that point. Uh, yep, 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 yep. All right. And then uh, let's see. We'll do one more and we will wrap it up. Let's go with. Okay. Hey, this is disturbing. Uh, a investigators released new details Friday in the investigation into a seven year old, allegedly inspired by a slasher film, to bring a knife to school. Oh, geez. And listen, it's, he didn't just innocently bring it. Sheriff's office. The sheriff's office said further investigation into the incident revealed the student had the knife in their book signature, noticed it when they opened it. A source officer, uh, resource officer, was notified and confiscated the blade. Investigators said the student did not brandish the knife. It was during a conversation uh, with the principal. The student said that he intended to stab the teacher and students. The student also said they intended to stab a student that had been picking on them. Uh, they had not been made aware of any previous warnings, uh, from signs from the staff or faculty that would have promoted preventative measures. Investigators said the student's age uh, prevents criminal charges. He's only seven years old. <clears throat> but apparently, uh, I think the kid said he was uh, watching uh, the Chucky films. Ah, okay. Yep. And yeah, you learn from the best. Uh, so further students uh, had uh, dis- student disciplinary measures are going to be addressed by the school District and an additional investigation is underway to learn how the child gained access to the knife and whether there was any negligence uh, from the parents or not. So there you go. Maybe it's an authentic Chucky knife. That is oh. what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll get back and we'll uh, see if you've been paying attention. We'll have the lesson question, uh, trash music news, and uh, then we're going to give away the uh, Tattoos Day prize as well. A little bit. Stay put. We'll be back in a moment. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order. 
but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system. Streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. This is Virginia Lottery Recording Session. We're rolling. Coming this Tuesday. Actually, just read option one. New games every Tuesday? Perfect. For more information, visit VALottery.com slash Tuesday. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so today's lesson question. We are going to give away a pair of tickets. Uh, to see, Kevin James, who made that announcement yesterday in the Irregardless Tour, uh, Friday, June 16th at the Academy of Music. And the question that we are going to pose is, which religion eliminates goiters? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. We found this as a fact that a certain religion eliminates all goiters. What religion is that? 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, while we wait for those calls, we'll get some stories from the trash. Steve, what's up this morning? Well, King Charles's coronation date is looming, and organizers are having difficulty locking down the two musical acts he has asked to perform. Charles has been emphatic that the event will be ruined if he can't enjoy cannibal corpse and dying fetus. Ah. (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger is returning to acting and starring in the new Netflix series FUBAR. Uh, By the way, FUBAR is how Arnold pronounces football. Oh, stop it. (laughs) 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 BTS boy band member J-Hope is fulfilling his duty by enlisting for 18 months of service in the South Korean Army. J-Hope will reportedly serve as a prisoner of war. And there you go. All right. <laughs> All right, we're looking for somebody to give us an answer to this question, and we need to know which religion will eliminate your goiter. 215-263-WMMR. Tis Nicole that we go to. Hi there, Nicole. Hi, Preston. I am feeling good, and I hope you are too. Oh, of course I am. And I have the need to eat pizza after you said that. All right, so which religion eliminates goiters, Nicole? Scientology. Scientology. Hang on, Nicole. You're going to get to go see Kevin James, the Irregardless Tour, Friday, June 16th at the Academy of Music. And tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. via KimmelCulturalCampus.org. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, it's brought to you this morning by 5-Hour Energy. Replace your afternoon coffee with a 5-Hour Energy. It's perfect when you're feeling coffeed out and your stomach will thank you. Discover 5-Hour Energy, and you can learn more at 5-HourEnergy.com. I have just a couple things. Uh, Did we announce Weezer coming to town? Um, No, uh, Pierre did yesterday. He did, okay. I I thought, I'm like, I I know Bill said something about it, but and I, I wanted to make sure we didn't cover it, but in case you missed it, Weezer... Announced that they are going on tour this summer, and it's uh, part of the Indie Rock Road Trip. And the tour will feature alternating support uh, from the uh, tour poster Modest Mouse and Mama, and Future Islands and Joyce Manor, Spoon, and White Reaper. Uh, Weezer will be coming to the man, uh, the TD Pavilion, and that will be on June 27th. 
Weezer puts on a great show. Yeah, they do. And uh, Nick, do you know who's playing here with them and their support? I don't. Okay, I'm not sure who it is. Uh, oh, Future Islands. Okay, that was and Joyce one. Manor. No, uh, maybe Joyce Manor. Okay, but I remember Future Islands being mentioned. Joyce DeWitt. And Joyce DeWitt. Yeah, yeah. Wow, no kidding. Back after all these years. Yes, good, and now great. she's opening for Weezer. She has one of those one-man band rigs where she's got like the accordion and the cymbals between her knees. But okay, all she, right. She does stuff you won't believe. Listen, if, right. if Joyce DeWitt's doing that, I'll watch. <laughs> Without question. Uh, Casey's right. Future Islands and Joyce Manor oh. does not, well, it doesn't It doesn't not say Joyce DeWitt. Okay. So we don't know that. That's the trick they perform in every uh, city. That's a special guest. How do you not put Joyce DeWitt on the poster? Uh, Sell some tickets. Yeah. You know? I mean, come on. Would you? And her one-woman band. Would Just, you really go? Y'all got to go. Oh, uh, <laughs> I thought you were asking, would you, as in leaving, you know, would you have sex with her? Would you chuck her one? Would you chuck her one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't. You know, the problem was, like, Chrissy was there, you know, and she oh, took yeah. all the... She was way the, better. I didn't find... Um, I thought Joyce Suzanne was pretty. Summers, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. she was okay. Joyce is probably more fun though, right? Like Chrissy, I think so. Chrissy relies She'd on her looks. She'd have to work harder. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Chrissy has, you know, she skates by on her on her looks, and Joyce is like, I'm going to give you a good time. I think Mrs. Roper would probably be the best bet because oh, she constantly yeah. wanted Stanley to bang her. She right. was clearly deprived. She was so yeah. desperate, she wanted Stanley to bang her. Well, doesn't he have a big unit, ah. Don Knotts? It wasn't no, done. No, that was that that was Mr. Furley. He was Mr. Furley. Oh, right. yeah. my, uh, he was uh, yeah. before Characters confused. Yeah. them, right? Norm, Norman Fell played yeah. right. Mr. Yeah. Roper. The and then when he first. passed away... Yeah, the Ropers were first. Oh, Ropers they? were first? Yes. And then Mr. Furley? Yes. yes. Okay. Stanley. I but Don Nuts was hung, right? That, well, he was a ladies' man. That's what they said, believe it or not. I called him Don Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Don Nuts. Are you thinking of Milton Berle? Milton no, no, Berle is no, supposed no, no, to be no. well hung. Yeah, thinking about Don Knotts. The Don Knotts uh, legend Don Nuts. has been... Yeah, Don, Don Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> you know what he called it? His unit? What? Roscoe. Roscoe. <laughs> Let's just Roscoe do his talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, and then... Uh, Takes it over to Mount Pilot for a good time. Finally, <clears throat> I only have two stories of music news for you. Which, thank you for filling with the Don Nuts stuff. <laughs> Did you guys know that LeVar Burton and Joyce DeWitt were a couple for a long time? No. No, I did not know that. For real. Yeah. He taught her to read. He taught her to read? Read yeah. Rainbow. Wow. No, I didn't know that. Thank you, Craig Lagans. <laughs> okay. Oh, it was Craig Lagans. Yeah. I was waiting. I'm still waiting for a dad joke when things like that <laughs> come up out of nowhere. All right. Uh, Pearl Jam celebrating the 25th. Anniversary of the band's classic fifth studio collection, Yield, with a series wow. of release events. Uh, the band fifth. Yeah, just dropped a new spatial audio mix of the 1998 top two hit. Uh, according to the press release, the spatial audio release of Yield uh, was produced and mixed by Josh Evans and Nick Rives, who previously collaborated on all of Pearl Jam's previous spatial audio releases. Evans, who began working with the band as an assistant engineer and tech during the making of the eponymous Pearl Jam, a.k.a. the Avocado album, in 2006. Well, um, so when they, they're they talking, the remix is spatial? Is it like Dolby Atmos? Or? I don't really know what spatial uh, audio... Well, wearing my Mandalorian helmet. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure what a spatial audio release means. I, I assume it has something to do with the the, 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 yeah, the production of probably. it. Probably. It has yeah. to be. Did you get that audio I sent over? The, uh, uh, Eddie singing you too. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. Uh, I, I I saw it, but I, I think you sent it over this morning during the show, so I didn't get a chance to listen to it. Okay. Did yeah. you send it to Marissa? I did, yeah. It's okay. A, uh, them covering <laughs> In God's Country over the weekend. All right. Um Ooh. 
different take. Beautiful. Uh, so, anyhow, uh, so he produced uh, 2020's Gigaton, uh, the first new Pearl Jam studio album in seven years. Uh, do we want to hear? Do you want to hear a little bit of that? Yeah. All right. Uh, is it ready? Yep. Okay. Here we go. You raise me. Fun fact: Josh Groban is a huge Pearl Jam fan. Is he? I swear to God. I mean, shut the. <laughs> one more time. You got me on that. You raise me up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> As part of the commemoration, and we will get to the audio. Yes, right, really. I think. As part of the commemoration, uh, Pearl Jam has uh, posted high definition versions of their videos given to Fly and Do the Evolution. <laughs> Two rehearsal clips from uh, the single video theory documentary directed by Mark Pellington. That was a good video, by the way. It was a good documentary, which chronicled the making of that. Uh, Shot on 16-millimeter film in downtown Seattle, November 1997, over the course of three days. Single video theory was released on VHS and DVD in 1998. The full-length single video theory will be available in a newly up-resed, high-definition edition. What's up, Res? (laughs) That was the first time they started, like, actually opening up and doing interviews again because they went really quiet for a stretch. They got tired of the press. They got tired of all the attention, and so they went internal, and then they did single video theory, and uh, it showed that they were willing to have a conversation again. They seem to be having a lot more fun these days. I think that's true, too, but this was 1998. Yeah. This is is them playing uh, In God's Country, one of my favorite U2 songs. Here we go. Dude, okay. (laughs) Shut the f*** up! It's labeled. <laughs> it's labeled over here as Pearl Jam U2. You raised me up. Shut the f*** up. All right, no, this is for real. <laughs> promise. Okay, I promise. there it is. I can see the waveform. Right. It's it's definitely different. Here we go. Desert, dreaming in the desert sky. The rivers run, but soon run dry. We need new dreams tonight. Desert Rose, dreamed I saw Desert Rose. Dressed on in ribbons and in folds. Like a siren she calls to me. It's a great song. That is a great song. Such a great song. And a good, really good version. It gets yeah. better. Uh, I don't like... As much the lower Eddie talking singing, when he when he hits the higher notes and, and harmonizes with uh, Josh Klinghoffer and this other guy Clint Walsh, I think um, more true. And okay, better I'm, to the uh, YouTube version. There are aspects of Eddie's voice that I don't care for, and now that doesn't mean that I don't like him as a singer of frontman or Pearl Jam as, as a whole. I sure. think they're wonderful, and I think he's an amazing frontman. But there are times at certain points in his voice where I'm just kind of ah. what, what you need to do is kiss my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> what? Don nuts? Don nuts? <laughs> Because that's an anti Griffith song, one of my favorite characters, Don Nuts, which I've just invited Preston to kiss. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. You want to hear, there's, and this is really Pearl Jam. Is this more of it? This is part two, I think.
sounds cool. Yeah. I, like I like that, that part better. Nick, what is this? I was thinking about the Pearl Jam the other day, and I can't remember the damn title of this song. I could just look it up, but I figured I'll just ask you. But it's uh, um, uh, drink a bottle, pass it, uh, oh, drink a bottle, take it down, yeah. pass it around. Um, Crazy Mary. Crazy Mary, yeah. that's it. Thank you. Did you, you. watch uh, Last of Us yet, the latest episode? I did, yeah. And that episode has features a, a pretty obscure song called All, All or None. I think that's what made me think of it. Yeah, yesterday. and it's it's really good. I sent Casey an article about it last night, and, and one of the executive producers on The Last of Us is a huge Pearl Jam fan, and that's why he included that song. But it, it fits really nicely in the episode. Oh, yeah. they're, they're using, they used a, uh, there's a, a, a um, merry-go-round. Yeah. There's a cure, a cure yep. version for the yeah. merry-go-round. I pointed that out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me and uh, Carter were watching him. Yeah. I'm like, that's just yeah. like heaven. I'm the, like, that's, that's a really cool version of that song. The music on that show is terrific. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of great aspects of that, but... Uh, Thank you very much. <laughs> Can he kiss your nuts? Not like Nick. No. <laughs> You're on thin ice. I got one nut, one nut out right now. You watch it. Done nuts. <laughs> oh God! One ball here, ready for kissing. <laughs> also coming out on Record Store Day, which is April twenty second, is Give Way, a long sought after ho- uh, Holy Grail of Pearl Jam rarities, uh, which will be released for the first time ever on vinyl and the first time officially on CD as well. You so know, it's a, a great um, slow. Pro- uh, the, is it the list? Is that what they uh, name it? Wish list or wish, no? Wish is it wish list? Yeah. 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 yeah, that's on yield. That's a great song. That is a great song. Is that on yield? It is, yeah. All right, so you had, um, I guess the hits off of yield were Given to Fly, yeah, uh, which is a great song. Yep. Do the Evolution uh, was cool. Um, or am I thinking of Spin the Black Circle? Damn, I get... That's I, on Vitology. No, I get my songs about... messed up. Yeah. Yield was the Here record. Comes the second note. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I was going to, uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> all right, it doesn't matter. See, let's just move on. All right, uh, it's almost over. <laughs> that's all we have in uh, music news for you this morning. I was going to say other stuff, but it's, I'll just do a podcast later. <laughs> all right, that's all you got to do. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, and we wrap today's program up. Stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. We're beaming. Pause. Cardboard Classic is coming up. It's on Friday. We're just a few days away. Get ready for this whole thing to take place. All of the information, should you need to find out, is at WMMR.com. You can even text the word cardboard to 39333. We'll send you a link. Things like you know, maps of the area and all of that uh, is right there for you to uh, navigate. Get yourself ready for uh, Cardboard Classic. And there's a Duncan right near the hotel, Preston. Mm. Yeah, yes. you can't beat that. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, uh, so we're going to be good to go for that. And this is our first time out, and we hope it'll be your first time as well. For those of you who are regular attendees, we welcome you with open arms. But uh, first-timers, let's let's make it happen, man. Let's have this be uh, an experience unlike you've ever had before. It's the beginning of a legend, of, of, our, of an annual event that we, we love in a new place. Yep. I would like to thank our uh, guest who was in the studio this morning, Mr. Chris Turner. Yeah! <laughs> Stand-up comedian, uh, Helium Comedy Club tonight, and he's also one of the great uh, freestyle rappers. It was unbelievable what he did. Can't argue. <clears throat> Off the top of his head, we gave him five bizarre things <laughs> that had nothing to do with anything, 
And uh, he did this, like, uh, two-minute rap that was fantastic. Included the word cephalopod in it. <laughs> it <did. laughs> yeah, all kinds of stuff in there. So uh, thank you. And um, uh, let me see. Well, I guess we'll get that winner in a second. Uh, we want to welcome uh, Pierre Robert. Hey! To the what was the Brit's name? His name was uh, Chris Turner. I tuned in during it, and I'm going, I, who is this? <laughs> And what is he doing? And mm-hmm. is he an actor? Is he a singer? Is he a comedian? He's a comedian. Because uh, I couldn't figure out who it was you were speaking yeah. with, but it was it was very entertaining. Yeah, so very he can, bright guy. He, he does uh, a lot of improv, and what it, one of his bread and butter is is the fact that he can he can ramble off these things off the top of his head, completely unscripted, and he takes uh, you know suggestions from the audience, and then he just wow. goes. And so we gave him some various things that we had been talking oh, about I, on the I show. I heard it. Yeah. yeah it I awesome. mean, it was just like, wow. Yeah. Uh, the only person I know that's that quick is Steve Morrison, uh, but in a different <laughs> I'm way. I'm not that but, quick. Uh, well, I mean, but you yeah. you quick in a different way. But, I mean, uh, I just, uh, that was really, really cool. Yeah, yeah no, nice very impressive. And, and, yeah, very, and apparently at the, like the, uh, you know, you can see him in Healing, obviously, but at the Comedy Cellar, um, they love him so wow. much that they have him up in New York. He plays every... Like uh, every day, I mean, he's constantly on their bill. What's going on over here? What are you I just, at? I'm just glad he's here to keep our steel clean. Like he's just mm-hmm. a mess over there. You making a total mess yes. over there? Yes. I'm putting sugar in my coffee. <laughs> Is it getting in your coffee? Yeah. If, and if I, the, what's <laughs> left in I the coffee? Are you doing lines? What's the... <laughs> the? I once I once watched a musician snort a line of sugar, which was. Mm. But um, no, I spilled a little of the that musician was my... Josh Groban. Preston, no, oh, wow, I had no idea that was Josh Groban. Who actually snorted. You raised me. Beautiful song. Um, I spilled a little coffee on my paper. Oh. That has stuff that was on it, and then I'm putting my sugar and coffee in as I'm talking, which is. Uh, 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 Harder than it sounds? Well, no, but uh, <laughs> Kathy finds it utterly disgusting and is no, going, no, thank I God don't. I'm so far away. And Nick is finding her reaction humorous. And so the two of them are having a little no, guffaw at I my don't expense. think you're disgusting. I just, you're just I a mess disgusting. right now. It's funny, though, because you, you'll casually look into Pierre when he's on air and his, his current documents look like Revolutionary War parchment paper because <laughs> yeah, they've all had coffee spilled on them. They've been yellowed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I spilled coffee on some of the documents. You have to sign these logs, you <laughs> yeah, know, know. That for the time that you come on and the time you go off, and you do these little readings and stuff. And Rob will come in, one of the engineers, who goes, "You didn't spill again, <laughs> or I'll spill it on the commercial log." And Kim will come in and go, "Pierre," I go, "Well, it was just an accident." <laughs> So there you go. Well, you I'll, go. T- I'll tell you, there's a time uh, when I sort of feel the way you uh, are looking right now. And for <laughs> as much as I do it, as much as I try, I can't get myself together to, to look like I'm put together. But when I go skiing, my skis, my poles, like I can't carry it from the lodge to the mountain without like something falling. A glove falls out, like I, whatever it is. Like I can't look like I'm this, you know, I've been skiing my entire life and I still can't. Well, we have like to record have that walk. I, yeah. It's yeah. like, it's unbelievable. And then like buckling the boots and I'm bending over. Like it's just, it's not pretty. Once I get off the lift and at the yeah. top of the mountain, I'm great. You're good to go. But from that point, <laughs> not so much. There is a lot of lugging to skiing or snowboarding. There's a lot of paraphernalia, gloves and outfits and goggles and all the rest of it. And it's easy for any one of them. Uh, back in the day of skiing, I mean, and I still ski as opposed to snowboard, but you would put your two skis together and put it over your shoulder and then 
hold your poles in the other hand and then walk to the lift. But invariably, the two skis would come apart and then one of them would yeah. fall and <laughs> you'd think you're looking really cool and butch and macho and then you look like a, you know, yeah. complete moron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I do anyway. I even have like a matching outfit, you know, like I make sure I match. Like and a it, snow bunny? You know, like a little snow bunny and then I'm like crashing onto the mountain. That's why gurning is my sport. It's easy. You can show up and do it anytime. Just make faces. Curling, did you say? Gurning. Gurning. Where you, you, you swallow your... Oh, okay. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Marvelous. It's, it's not taxing. <laughs> I don't really know. Preston, you know, we were at the Gurning Festival last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. in uh, Sweden. I've yeah. been on many gurneys. <laughs> You're going to bring your skis out on Friday? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, There's but I, I'm going to um, observe people doing it. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to the new venue and the new place and the whole thing. I think it's going to be I got snow last night, too. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, they're they're getting prepped for Friday. It's going to be cool. Fabulous. All right. Um, how about we get a letter for yes. the peeps? Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. L, as in lovely photos of Nick's colon, post- <laughs> posted recently on Twitter. Instagram. Or Instagram or some gram. I don't know. Um, but I, it was very cool what you did, uh-huh. I, actually, because uh, you promoted uh, uh, getting colonoscopies. And it's a very important thing to do as a health check. Um, and they do give you those photos of the internal um, of your colon. And I've never seen anyone post them. Seriously. <laughs> but uh, it was very cool, though, because it's it's a cool thing to do, and we shall get colonoscopies. By the way, we have three cases of the new Surfside Starter Pack, a variety of their lemonades and iced teas, plus the Surfside Hat and two stateside rocks glasses, Surfside Tin Tacker Metal Sign and tin Flag. Tin Tacker. Surfside a- uh, Iced Teas and Lemonades are proudly made with stateside vodka. They have 100%, or I'm sorry, 100 calories. Uh, two grams of sugar and are 100% non-carbonated. You can visit statesidevodka.com uh, to find a retailer because it's always summer with Surfside. Uh, it is Tuesday, and that means we need to do the uh, Tattoo Day winner. So I'm going to take care of that now before we find out what Pierre's got coming up. Uh, we want to congratulate our winner. It is Owen Donia from yeah. Pittman, New Jersey. Owen gets a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Tattoos on the President's Steve Show is presented by Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. They're at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. And for artwork samples, visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. Uh, with that, what's up on the entertainment program today? Well, um, you just played Shiny Happy People, which is such a great song from R.E.M. Cindy Wilson of the B-52s, the female vocalist you hear in the background, both bands, B-52s. Actually, it's Kate Pearson. Kate Pearson, yeah, right. It's sorry. Cindy... Yeah, Cindy Wilson and Cindy Kate Wilson Pearson. Wilson and Kate Pearson. Yep. Kate Pearson is the one who's singing back. Yes, correct. Yeah. Which brings me to my point that she's not in... Well, I'm going to do a block of the B-52s because Cindy Wilson has a birthday today. Excellent. But uh, Kate Pearson is the one who sings in the background of Shiny Happy People. I love that you play that. Anyway, B-52s block, a block of the struts, and uh, it went on sale at 10 a.m. this morning, so a nice big block of Bruce uh, to go along with everything else. Love it. All right, I want to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan. Uh, the President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors. Uh, tomorrow on a program, Wednesday, Secret Text Word, Fox Good Day, and Kevin Nealon. Hey, oh, yeah, right. awesome. We'll be on the show, too. Kevin's great. Always great to talk to him. So that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day. Hang on with Pierre, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye.
WMMR. Hey, everybody, it's good to have you on the When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA Safe Pilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA Safe Pilot. Restrictions apply. 